Attention, Shit. people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop! I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Ebert. Live on Any Me Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the fuck knows where. It is Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert for Saturday, December 23rd, 2017, Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I- I'm going to be honest, I have nothing prepared. I, you know, I know what we're going to talk about, I just don't have any clips, but that's okay, we will survive. Uh, anyway, joining me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the DM, Rogue DM, Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio, Michelle Legon. That is me, and I'm ready to go. Very good. Because, you know, it's like I said earlier, I'm coming in hot. (laughs) (laughs) 5.15, it's like, I gotta get out this damn door. Get out of my way. Anyway, also joining us out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Legon. Yes, indeed. Firing on a brand new uh, microphone. Hopefully it sounds okay and there aren't any issues. It sounds pretty good. Uh, now, I gotta know yeah. this. I, I, gotta, I gotta ask this question. Why would you think that there would be pot smoking at a symphony orchestra concert? <laughs> <laughs> music concert. Pot. That's why. I just think music concert. There's gonna be pot. <laughs> you you know didn't what they- realize it was a symphony. You know, you know what they say what, about like us. A, a, a black tie affair? No, 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 no. I I usually dress dress up for the occasion, but uh, you know, it, it, no, it's just it's a symphony orchestra, <laughs> you know. And oh, you know no. what? There there was pot smoking at Arthur Fiedler and the Boston Pops at Tanglewood, so <laughs> you know, pot you know, doesn't bother me. I'm just not a fan of concerts. I, I was just, you know, it was just a strange observation. Because, you know, Kenny Pick out of Cleveland, Ohio, when I think about us Final Fantasy fans, uh, you know, I figure, I, I, don't, I, I assume there is a lot of pot smoking involved. No, I'm not seriously. Bunch of dope fiends. You know. But, uh, yes, Kenny is joining <laughs> us all three hours for tonight. John Kendall is off uh, in Drummond, Montana. Uh, apparently a place yeah. so Ass ba- back ass words that they haven't discovered the internet yet. <laughs> you got so, everything set up right? Because Trojan Rabbit says no sound. Oh, shit. We are recording. I can tell you that much for free. 
Hold on one second. That's good. Standing by. And once again, my settings reverted without my saying, without my asking to. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay, we are now on anyway. Join me as always. Uh, Miles, Michelle, Kenny sang in for John Kendall, where, who is where they have not discovered the internet yet. Uh, does that bring us all on board? So far, bring us up speed. Yes, good. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I, I, when I said I was coming in hot, I, I, I like I said, I was not joking. Uh, anyway... Yeah, I- and something, 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 uh, Final Fantasy and pot. Yes. Yes. Miles My, <laughs> thought for some reason that there would be pot smoking at a symphony orchestra. But anyway, real quick, let's get this out of the way. It is day 410 of the Trump crisis in America. No sign of ending yet, but there, I'm, ho- I'm hopeful. 410 days, 18 hours, 6 minutes, and 40... Two seconds, and I yes, I waited until 42 just because I can. So there we go. We're done with that. Uh, Good job. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna get this out of the way real quick. First of all, uh, if you have not seen the Last Jedi yet, and you care about spoilers, you are not gonna want to listen later on because we we are diving in today. Uh, are, are we going to go spoilerific today, or are we just going to give our oh, a non-spoiler review? Well, I figured we could do the deep dive since John's not here, because John famously oh. loves Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we can well, wait, but I figured it was better to do it now. I thought, because we have John Fugel saying coming up in like two weeks, I thought that would be uh, good to do then. Uh, that works for me too. All right, I guess so, we won't be doing we that. We can get a, we can get a, a we can get a little spoilery, but not right. real heavy. Adam sounds like he's Jonesing. I'm just saying. I've got Ooh, shit I, I have to get off my chest. Your like show, got your a, rules. No, we will. Right. Bill full of sardines, and he's ready to dump them. <laughs> we, we 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 won't go super spoilery, but there might be spoilers. We're not gonna like be super. Oh my god, we can't say that because it's a spoiler. Well, uh, yeah. I, I, I know we're going to go real in-depth in January. So, yes. So, you know, I just, yes. I just don't want you to blow your wad before you right. know, <laughs> oh my. that day. <laughs> that said, I did read this week that uh, Michelle's favorite critter, the Porg, do you know why they made those? And it wasn't to sell toys. Um, who's this coming from? I don't who's remember the source. But it was, it was, I don't don't remember. That doesn't mean there's no source. You've got (laughs) a source. (laughs) (laughs) A reliable food source? I don't know. getting a little touchy there, Adam. I'm just asking questions. All right, what's what's, what's the reason for the Porg? Because they couldn't CG out the Puffins on the island that Octo was, you know, that was used for Octo. It's apparently lousy with Puffins. Ah, okay. And puffins on an island are in, in a Star Wars universe is a no go. You need something well, weird and they what? And, and, and oh my god! Puffins natural habitat are the inside of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Oh my god! There you go. <laughs> you guys, yep. You got you are just deter- you got you guys are just determined to not be cool about this. 
I have. I'm not a. I'm not a porg hater. No. I'm. I, I'm only. I'm here for the sparks between you and Michelle on this. That's what I'm here for. I don't hate the porg either. I just dislike having a useless animal that has no uh, uh, point to the plot line whatsoever, other than to give Chewbacca more screen time. Ding, ding, ding. There. So, so you're great. You should be grateful. It wasn't a filthy, repulsive anteater. I got forty-seven. Oh, I would have loved an anteater. Uh, what kind of a duck <laughs> do you think that buys? An anteater? Maybe. <laughs> Whoa! Huge slam on anteaters out of nowhere. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I, I, tonight, tonight, I was talking to a fellow in the Netherlands uh, by the name of Jorg. Jorg might be a pork. Hi, Jorg. Oh. With a pun. Awesome. Yeah. I, I actually was talking to a guy named York. So. I believe that. <laughs> All right. So, so. Uh, other stuff. We are going to be premiering a new uh, regular segment tonight. Uh, because we all know that I'm like the resident mythology expert. I love it. I marinate in it. Oh, I do. I love mythology. Yeah. So, we're going to premiere. I can hold my own. Yep. We're going to premiere my new segment. Myth understanding. Very cool. Tonight. Love it. We're going to put our Joseph we'll Campbell. Lots of myth information for you. <laughs> I, I am ready for myth adventures. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't think about myth information. Shit, that's actually better. You know, I'm just hoping that there's no myth understanding. <laughs> well, that was the original name. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, and we'll be doing Fantasy Fimball, and uh, yeah. So, and of course, as, as Kenny said, we will be having John Fuglesing on in, in mid-January to talk about Star Wars, which should be fun. I, you know, it's, it's always fun to talk Star Wars with people. I've been joking with customers. I'll ask them if they're going to go see Star Wars. No, I'm not a big fan. I'm like, get out of my store! You unum. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, oh, come on. I don't want to rename the rack. Uh, Technical problems. Well, I'm sending you on a uh, via Skype the perfect. Uh, you the perfect disgust bit. me. Oh, I'm sending you on on uh, on Skype the perfect bit to set up our Star Wars talk tonight. So there you go. All right, perfect. Uh, Thank you. Thank Adam, you. I, yes. Adam I, I know you haven't seen Dune, but have you seen like Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Uh, which version? Dune? I haven't seen Dune uh, yet. Are we talking uh, about the seventies version with Donald Sutherland and his in his I, porn stash? Uh, I think it happens in both versions of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So I don't care as long as you've seen the, a movie of it. I I have seen the Donald Sutherland version that also stars Leonard Nimoy. Perfect. Yes. Okay. So, when these customers come up to you and you say, "Hey, have you seen Star Wars?" And they're like, eh, "No, I haven't seen it. I'm not in Star Wars." Blah, blah, blah. What you need to do is point at them and start and screaming shriek. like in shriek, <laughs> like in Invasion of the Vice. Like, ah, yeah, yeah. Go off on them. Absolutely. That's a good plan. Yeah. You will. You will. You will really impress your bosses with that. <laughs> <laughs> my my supervisor would be like, you are crazier than the crap the fight the monkey house. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
uh, so yeah, we're, we're gonna have us a fun show tonight, and I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna borrow Grimmy's idea. You know, of course, as I said, it's Christmas Eve Eve. So from now on, the show before the show directly before Christmas will be called Sailor Saturnalia. Thank you, Grimmy. That was brilliant, which is perfect because last night I was at the bookstore and I found a Sailor Saturn Funko Pop figure, and I was like, I gotta have this. Because because I am a sailor um, I am a Sailor Moon fanboy. Yes, I'm a thirty year old man, thirty seven year old man who likes Sailor Moon. Deal with it and move on with your life. Thank you very much. You, you also like Fate Zero. Fate Zero, yeah. yeah. Well, Funko doesn't have a saber figure, or uh, they don't have any Funko who makes these these figures. Oh, but I also guys, I also found a um, a Maz Kanata bobblehead. For five bucks. Oh, that's cool. And the ancient one from the Doctor Strange movie as a bobblehead for five bucks. Fun. So there we go. All right. So, uh, we'll, we'll, but we're still gonna have to talk about politics. So a little bit before we get, you know, we gotta have sure. we gotta have our vegetables before we can have dessert because mm. we're good little children. So, um, the, I'm not. The hashtag, geo- <laughs> the hashtag GOP tax scam went through, and Donald Trump only signed it because they waived paygo rules. Which it makes how can you waive rules after a bill is passed? Oh, they did waive the rule. I, I thought uh-huh. they signed it that those rules went, but they oh yeah, that bill was not passed with the waiver in place. And I would love to see Democrats challenge this bill on that. How can you waive rules after a bill has passed? Um, you know, and no kidding. Government. You know what drives me nuts is I I, I was talking about this with uh, with uh, you know our mutual our, our mutual friend Armin Kenny because he's like oh just chill out Democrats you're gonna get a tax it's like yeah I'm gonna get a tax cut but my premiums are gonna go up by twice the tax cut I'm getting and then someone says I'm just oh, oh, sorry Kenny go on. I'm fairly certain I'm getting a tax increase. Because yeah. I don't have kids. Yeah. You, you can adopt me if you want. Uh. I'm small. I'm cute. I don't eat much. <laughs> Those are all lies. But, uh... <laughs> anywho. Um, you know, here's the thing. Is that a $300 tax cut doesn't really matter when your health insurance premiums are going to go up by 6 hundred dollars or more yeah you know uh and then of course i had uh, one of one of our other mutual friends says well just you won't have to get health insurance like i need it i have a condition you know i mean did you hear about the the enrollment numbers this year for oh uh, yes they were yes they were they they were were through the roof last year they They were were through the roof is the readings were off the chart there was over twenty thousand. I've got to find I might refund. have a condition too. I'm a female. That makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so so I kind of came up with this little skit. Conservative, you're getting a $300 tax cut. Me, but repealing the mandate will increase my premiums by at least double that amount. Conservative, then don't get insurance. Me, I kind of need it. I have a condition that requires medication. The medication requires a monthly visit to the doctor. It also costs yep. about $60 without insurance. Plus, being able to see the doctor without much expense if I get sick is kind of important to me. I kind of like living, Mr. Pro-Life Conservative. 
conservative. Oh, well, you should have been born with a condition. Me. Yeah, I made a huge mistake as to be born with a learning disability that requires medicine that can mess with my heart. Fuck off, shitheel. Conservative. Yeah. You liberal snowflakes are... You liptard snowflakes are so mean! Mommy! <laughs> so there we go. Um, you, you know, um, I actually had some audio from Ted Cruz talking to Todd Starnes about what he tried to do with the tax bill and failed, fortunately. Uh, rocket, you turkey. Thank you for helping me out with yeah. that. Because, you know, I... No, that's all right, because I really wanted to talk about this last night. But, yeah, so basically, Ted Cruz screwed up. And he tr basically put something in this tax bill. I read about it a little bit, about a savings plan. I think it's called a 529 plan or something like that. And um, and basically, families use it to save for their kids for for college, and it's tax exempt. Well, he wanted that to benefit homeschoolers, people who do homeschooling. And basically, what it would have done is it would have taken tons of money out of local income taxes. It would have inter basically interfered with state sovereignty, and he oh, screwed that up. He screwed that up, and it would have messed with state state by state taxes, not you know federal income tax or anything like that. So he tried to get some fuckery in there to try and get on the good side of the homeschoolers, but it was it was a procedural. He he screwed up. Democrats caught his screw up, and they were forced to remove this little basically two new loopholes that he wanted to put in for people to stop paying local taxes. And so what did he do? Well, he went on a Todd Starnes radio show and decided to uh, say it was all Democrats' fault that he fucked up. As you noted, Todd, unfortunately, one component of that amendment, the Democrats managed to strike late last night, which is I had a component in there that specifically applies to homeschoolers and allowed homeschoolers to deduct the cost of homeschooling their kids. There are about 1.8 million homeschoolers in America. And growing. The and growing it, but but the Democrats hate homeschoolers. They hate that anyone gets out of centralized control, and so they filed an objection on procedural grounds and managed to get homeschoolers excluded. I, I think it was discriminatory. I think it was wrong. Huh. Uh, but homeschoolers, unfortunately, the Democrats cut out of the legislation. So, for 50 million school kids across the country. The provision allowing parents to save for public or private or religious or parochial schools, that's in there. Uh, but home schools, unfortunately, the Democrats succeeded in, in pulling them out. I think, And that's frustrating and maddening, but nonetheless a big victory for kids across the country. No, they didn't succeed in pulling them out. You failed to put them in um, because you fucked up, Cruz. You, you failed your, your base. And another interesting thing about this is I went to Cruz's uh, Twitter account today. I know, bad mistake. But I went to his Twitter account where he was talking about this, and somebody, there were two homeschoolers mixing it up. Obviously, one was more of a liberal or at least a reasonable human being that said this, was, you know, this wasn't going to be anything um, for anybody who was low income, you know, it was, it, and it would also harm low income localities in the schools that, you know, th their taxes would go to pay. And this one homeschooler, it just, it drives me crazy, said, Why should I have to pay for a school system that I'm not benefiting from? 
And I seriously, uh, I tweeted that, that person, and, and I wanted to start it off and say, motherfucker? <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I said, how about, I, I was like, I don't have any kids. How about I don't pay for anybody's uh, anybody else's kids for anything? Can I get away with that? Because there's no, you know, public schools aren't, quote unquote, benefit, benefiting me directly. Well, you know, yeah, it might not be a direct benefit, but I, I will say this. If you look at the numbers of people in this country who are successful, who contribute to, to, to society, who, uh, you know, are good, you know, citizens all around, the large percentage of those people are not homeschoolers. They go to our public schools. And I'm proud to fund public schools. I have no problem with that. But when somebody's like, well, I don't get a benefit from the school, so I shouldn't have to pay taxes. Fuck you, I don't either. I get even less of a benefit because I don't even have kids who are friends with other kids who go to public school. So, you know, quit moaning and, and you know, I'm sorry, I want to, I'll step off my soapbox now. Yeah, no, that's a typical libertarian argument of uh, stopping socialism. That really, make it all privatized. They want, you know, they, you know, pay well, for good, it, buy, yeah, buy everything. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, it, you know, socialism has gotten, you know, it has made America great. It in is. the sense of public schools and roads and bridges and you know law enforcement military uh, you know firefighting water sewer yeah i, I had know. that argument with um the the nephew that doesn't come here anymore anyway he was arguing about how bad socialism was and all this sort of stuff like that and oh we had a nice chat i just sat down on the couch and i oh god we went at it for an hour at least and he he i wasn't letting him get away with it i i was like all right Socialism is bad. Fair enough. Now, let's just say that that socialism is bad. Just name one thing, just one, of all the different things that our government pays for that is not socialism. Just one. And I waited, and he <laughs> oh, it was like watching crickets chirp. Water. Crickets chirp. <laughs> oh yeah. no, he, he he tried. He tries like, well, what is it you want me to say? I'm like, just answer the question. Oh, just yeah, admit. Just admit you're an ignorant asshole, kid. There you go. Boom. Yeah, I, I didn't go there, but I was. I, well, I put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just the the simplest thing. Just say, you know, how would you like to take your trash to the dump every week? Yep. Yep. I yep. mean, you know. Well, well. I could, you know, I could hire a private company to do that. Sure. Go do it. Do it you now. Know, I love you it. Can do it now. I love it when conservatives say stuff like, "I would pay someone three, four, five times as much as I pay the post office." Now, bullshit. Bullshit. You are yeah. so full of shit. Your eyes are brown and gushing shit. That's mm. a total. Yeah, that's total bull. You know, and and when here's another classic Republican or Libertarian thing. They call it job killing regulations. Every regulation is job creating. Period. If there's a regulation that a, gov a a company has to follow, they have to hire somebody to make sure that regulation is followed. Otherwise, the company gets fined. And when they hire somebody, ergo creates a job. I don't care whether it's whether a company has to take care of its toxic chemicals and dispose of them properly because the government says, nope, you can't just burn that crap and dump it into our atmosphere or go dump it in your neighbor's yard or whatever. you got to have people, hire them right, train them right, 
dispose of it right. That's a regulation. Creates jobs. Period. I, oh, God, when people go off on that shit, I'm all over them. I don't blame We're you. We're all coming in hot tonight. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to have to go to break, uh, and when we come back, I will have a practical, real-world real example of why this bill is such a steaming turd left in America's legislative uh, punch bowl. Uh, you know, I, a, a very... Uh, a very, uh, what is it, timely, quantifiable, and oratund reason. This, yeah, okay. it is timely, quantifiable, and oratund. Oh, you thank you, Kenny. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, we'll be right back after this, because I got to check on Mom before she leaves. All right, bye, guys. Or, no, we're not leaving. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
everyone, this is Rain and Bobber from, from ForFreedomsBlog.com. And we'd like to continue the war on Christmas by wishing everyone at Indie Meaty Weekly and turn up the night a happy holiday. Yeah, that's right. A happy freaking holiday. Merry Christmas. Not in this liberal utopia. Happy, happy holidays, holidays and, and don't drink the green eggnog. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Enjoying the century of the Pacific. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. And I'm going to wind up soon, but not before I make a few strange noises with my mouth that will go somewhere along the lines of bingle bongle, dingle dangle, yickety doo, yickety da, ping pong, lippy tappy toot ta. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. <clears throat> and we are back. Join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Miles Lagan, the GM Galaxy Master of our fine program. Yes, indeed. Here I am, ready to go. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle Lagan, the DM Dungeon Master, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master of uh, our fine program. That's me. And sitting in for all three hours of the show, thank you very much, and uh, helping us uh, uh, fill the void left by John, who is apparently has apparently uh, stepped into an, a parallel universe where internet doesn't exist. I don't. 
uh, Kenny I've, Pickett of Cleveland, Ohio. I've seen Ohio. it happen in the Supernatural program. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I am here. Uh, I, uh, and um, I, uh, I, I, if you don't mind, I have a file under special interest uh, thing for Kenny Pick right now. Sure. Just real quick. I, is anybody familiar with the um, uh, record label uh, Laser Light Digital? They, it, no. you probably, if you have any classical music on CD in your house from the early late eighties, early nineties, Laser Light Digital put out like thousands of classical Christmas CDs, all, all you know that stuff. They've got a really cheesy logo. Um, but uh, in their other CDs were always very dull and you know had very generic covers. Well, I made a weird discovery the other day while I was searching for a, a CD, um, a metal CD, and apparently this classical label, the, the like jazz and Christmas and the occasional like rock compilation, and everything, they had it th their own series of metal albums. Oh, really? And. Yeah, and they have great cover art. It's like they've got some really fun, crazy cover art. It was the Metal Mania series, is what it was called. And uh, I'll, I'll post a Discogs link, so uh, any if anybody wants to see the some of the releases they did. And what's really cool about this is this was because it was late '80s, early '90s when most of this stuff was released uh, from this uh, Laser Light Digital uh, thing. It was, in many cases, the first time this stuff had ever digitally been released. Albeit they, like, had different cover art, and sometimes it was compilations, you know, like songs from a couple different albums or something like that. And all the bands were really kind of obscure German metal bands. And I love German metal. Like, right next to British metal, German metal is my favorite. And then Japanese metal, uh, close second. Well, in American metal, I don't know. It's, it's always hit or miss. Um, but uh, I do like a lot of American metal. But yeah, um, Laser Light Digital Metal Mania series. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, the even better part about it is people really haven't caught on to, to what this, uh, uh, these, uh, this, these CDs. And um, it's, um, it, they're dirt cheap. And that's why I was talking to Jorg in the Netherlands the earlier because I found a couple for like five euros, huh. and in his collection. So, anyway, there we go. That's my Kenny Pick file under special interest, and I'll post that link in the chat momentarily. Nifty. Cool. All right. So earlier I teased a, a an actual real world consequence of this of this horribly shitty text, and you know what? It passed. I disagree with the way it was passed, but we all know Republicans aren't good for their word when they talk about regular order. And I will give them this. It, 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 it will simplify our taxes. I mean, how much simpler instructions can you get than bend over and grab the ankles for your corporate overlords? Um, but without... They, they take away a lot of deductions that are just stupid. You know, they talk about the small businesses drive the economy. They, they, create, they create jobs, jobs, jobs. Well, in this shitty bill, we need to find a way to combine the words shitty and bill. Mm. Uh, uh, anyway, mm. R&D department, work on that. We do, do we have an R&D department? Uh, uh, sure. Okay, anyway. Yeah, just call it a show. That's what it is. Just call the show. 
You know, yeah, it's a yeah. shitty bill, and it is a show. You know, it, it you know it is it is killing the American people. So, she'll just uh, doesn't uh, overwhelm. Anyway, let's not hear that. So let's say that Kenny has a brain-related event and decides to work with me to build Indie Media Weekly into an actual business venture. Know what I said? You know, you you, you basically, you know, brain-related event, you know, get to... Alright. We can no longer write you. off... We can no longer write off our business expenses. Mm-hmm. So, if we, say, pay for our music license out of pocket, like you have been, Kenny, for the first couple of years until we started making, you know, uh, modest incomes, we're screwed. We can't deduct that from our taxes anymore. So, why on earth would we do that now? Well, you know, know, uh, know, we've all heard... This is a handout for the big corporations, and yep. um, let's not forget everything that um, any any little uh, scraps, crumbs, whatever that are thrown our way, um, they expire in twenty twenty five. The corporate, yep. uh, ba- uh, you know, handouts, uh, they're they're, you know, they they never go away. Yeah, I mean, yes. and you're yes, Michelle. Well, it's it's not only a tax loss for the smaller businesses and stuff like that, but it's also a way for them to suppress competition. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not going to be any competition or innovation that the larger corporations don't uh, cover anymore. You know, they're, 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 they're working that in. That's what part of this tax bill is doing, is trying to stop all of that. They don't want competition. This they don't want the going- chance that the next little guy is going to you know, be able to do something and, you know, hone in on their market. Yeah. Economic uh, historians have already equated this to what happened just before the Great Depression. That we're, we're, we're heading for another economic crash, period. It's going to happen. Hunker down. That's all I can say. Yeah. Wish I had better news. I don't. Yeah, I mean, no, I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying I wanted to use Enemy Weekly. You know, of course, uh, Enemy Weekly has my full support. I'm just saying that, you know, why on earth would we try and make this bigger when the tax code has just been rewritten to penalize us for it? It's a no-brainer, yeah. right, Kenny? I mean, we would literally have to be minus a brain in order to say, this sounds like a good idea. Let's do it! Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's a you know a consequence of this bill, and I I think it's deliberate because as you guys said the big corporations you know the I heart I heart radios of the world they uh they don't want any me weekly possibly nipping at their heels. <laughs> no, they don't. You know. So you know. But yeah, Kenny, I, I figured that was a, a, you know, a good example to make of how this. Uh, uh, Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, if the opportunity ever came and you said, you know, maybe we should seriously consider this, I'd be like, sure. But I'm just saying the tax code as it is now just penalizes that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. We we know who this was always meant to benefit. We knew that if uh, if if this jackass became uh, you know 
president who, you know, what he would do, and that's exactly what he did. And I don't know if you saw any of the uh, the flip-flopping from Sarah Hickabilly Slanders the other day, um, but she said, you know, oh, the, the president, yeah, he's going to suffer from this tax bill. He's going to suffer. He's going to suffer. And then she went on to another news show, and she was pressed on that, and she said, oh, well, this is a big benefit to all American citizens, and the president is an American citizen. No! Oh! oh wow! She totally fucking flipped. I hate. I she, really dislike that woman. I really, really do. I'll say it. I hate they her. They didn't yes. call her out on it. I can't. They didn't hate call it. her out. Uh, I, ju- uh, you know, honestly, I saw it so late in the day yesterday. I, I, I didn't see exactly how everything went down. I mean, she was getting called out on, you know web media, but I don't know how the whole thing went down on, on television. How it, It's not hard to put a side-by-side of, of this woman and uh, put up on one side where it says, oh, Trump's going to be hurting from this bill and the other side of the, of the same picture going, oh, well, Trump's an American citizen too. Of course he's going to Yeah, but she's, she's, I mean, they're all out of town until after the New Year, so... You know, the uh, I mean, she pretty much dropped it right at the end of the week. She pretty She's much dropped the flip flop. I'm trying to tell the American people that this is they're they're talking about both sides of their mouth. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sure that I'm sure that you know MSNBC and CNN probably played compare and contrast with them. I'm just saying I don't remember the the full context of that. I just was focusing on what she said. Sure. Yep. Yeah. No. No argument there. Oof. Rough. Does that make you happy, Hebert? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm usually on here. But, no, I, I mean, like I said, any I don't understand how people cannot, you know, see what is plain. This isn't, you know... There I, are people that will see it, Adam. And these are the, the, the percentage points I keep talking about that shave off of the Republican side and go, holy crap, I'm getting screwed. They're hitting me in the wallet. I'm I, screw that. I'm flip voting for the other side. Now, why did they vote for the Republicans the first side? They got. I mean, Trump's a showman. He sells shit. He he sells snow to Eskimos. It's what he does. And there yeah. are stupid people out there that fell for this shit. It, it, it's what he does. Now, the, now there are some people that still, to this day, are not pulling away from Trump. And they're your hardcore racists. Hardcore misogynists, they're not going to pull away. You know, the, the, the extreme religious, because, you know, oh, they're bashing the people that I hate. And they value that hate more than they do that little squeeze in the wallet they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, uh, and you're, you're really right when you say he's a showman, but more more than just being a showman, Miles, I, I he's a salesman. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing is... People buy shit they don't want or need all the time. I used to be in in retail sales, and I can tell you, I knew who I was going to target. You know, to you know, I knew if I said something to one person and I got a certain kind of answer, then I wasn't going to be able to to sell to them. There you go. You know, Kenny so Pick, I would I, I would move. You heard it here I, would, <laughs> I would move on. No. So uh, you know, no. hold on, I, I hold on, I gotta you, you're you you're you're hold on before we move on, I gotta you know Kenny, you're saying no to running for president. 
Is that correct? Yes, I am saying no. <laughs> oh, I threw him in front of that no. bus. You have chosen wisely. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, uh, and you know, I used to do you know over the phone sales and stuff like that. I knew I knew how to sell to people, and Trump knows how to sell to a certain kind of people. And that's why he was able to do his show for so long. And people bought it that, oh, look, he's this big, tough boss guy. And he just hires and fires people on a game show. You know, so so there are a lot of people in the United States who are just like, ooh, yeah, he sounds like, you know, he's making this sound very appealing to me. I'm going to vote for him. And then when it turns out, again, when they get that fucking, you know, you know, coffee maker toaster oven combo home they're gonna be like i really didn't need that you know i don't know why i said a coffee maker toaster oven combo that's actually kind of a fun fun idea so well (laughs) well, uh, here's my concern i mean the good news is we've seen this history before and we know how to get out of it Mm-hmm. Question is, how long is it going to take the American people to, you know, turn the rudder on this freaking aircraft carrier? Because it takes a long time to turn shit around. And, and the and but here's the problem with the, with that is that they can reelect another Trump four years down the line who will just undo everything we do to fix it because the American people are stupid. Okay. All right. Here's where I'm going to disagree with you. After the first Great Republican Depression, the American people hurt so badly that the Republicans did not regain the House for, gosh, am I thinking Reagan? I think it's Reagan. It was bad. Now, are we going to hurt that bad again? Maybe, maybe not. But a lesson, there's a kick in the pants is coming. A kick in the teeth, and I've said that before. It's coming. You know, there's going to be consequences for Trump being president. And it's coming. So hopefully hopefully we can run, you know, start to turn the rudder early and we turn the ship around before the damage is so deep that we're talking, God, bread lines. I mean, layoffs of epic proportions. I mean, God. Oof. It was, and, the, you know, you've seen the pictures of the Great Depression. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. Shit that was. And, and you know Holy what the sad thing is, is we're gonna, these the people who put him in the office and enabled this to happen are going to be begging for sympathy. I'm going to say, fuck off. You don't deserve sympathy from me. You're the ones who made this happen. We warned you this would happen, and you went around calling us libtards and snowflakes. Go fuck yourself. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I'll be the one... Not necessarily telling you to go fuck yourself. I'll be the one saying, I hope you learned your lesson. And, you know, until... And that lesson's going to hold true until the generation that went through the first Great Republican Depression, and I'm going to keep calling it that, thank you very much, is mm-hmm. going to just die off because that's how... It, it's a cycle. The, you know, the, the one that happened before. before the uh, There was another economic downturn just before the, Great, the, the Civil War. Same thing. The housing market crash or some shit like that. War, then great first Great Republican Depression. War, you know, I, it's coming. I, it makes me glad I don't have kids. Oof. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, 
But I hear what you're saying, Adam. I know. I, I have that anger, too. I really want to tell the people that, you know, you know. But first I want to tell them, hey, I hope you learned a lesson and, you know. But you the know, right they're not going to learn their lesson. They're stupid. Shaving, shaving percentage points. You're going to have the people that won't change no matter what, Adam. I'm not talking about them. You want to go to them and call them fuck-ups in their face? Go for it. I'm talking about the shaving of the percentage points. Those are the people I'm targeting. Yeah. I I mean, I'm just... And I will say this. After the bullshit they've been pulling at the UN this week, our allies will never trust us again because they know even after we get rid of this fucker in 2020 that in four years there could be another Trump. Don't why, Why would they trust us again? After, you know, we're going to be taking names. We're acting like a schoolyard bully. The world saw a a very different America when George W. Bush just went into another nation that didn't attack us, and it just went to shit. And some of our allies were like, holy fuck. I mean, yeah, Britain had what's-his-name, and he sided with with W. What was his name? Brown? Blair. Blair, thank you. And so, you know, yeah, they learned the lesson the hard way. And then Obama came in. Now, did the world just say, oh, we ain't touching Obama because, you know, W is too hot to handle. We're not trusting America again. No. America, the world came around. Uh, I got Obama. Obama was a rock star. I got to counter that because George, George W. Bush did not try and turn NATO into a protection racket. He didn't make threats to take names at the, you know, of people who dared vote against this idiotic idea to move our embassy, which is non-binding. So, I mean, he, he basically pissed people off for nothing. I, I mean, and again, why would anyone trust us when they know, yeah, they know that in 2020 we're probably going to elect the next Obama. They also know that in four or eight years we're probably going to do the same thing and elect the next Trump. So, your opinion of this is the next president after Trump is going to have his the world will turn their back on him, is what you're saying. Why would they, again? Why would they trust us? We're about no, to crash. I'm saying, no. I'm saying history's going to repeat. They're going to embrace this next president like they embraced Obama. You're going to say no. They're going to keep their back turned. That's your. That's your. Because what uh, incentive prediction. do what incentive do they have if we're just no, going to do it again? If I'm we're just going to repeat the cycle over and over and over again, what's the point? It's just like, what's the point of fighting to save this country from the economic catastrophe it's headed towards when they're just going to make the exact same mistake? When you have someone that makes a mistake and you punish them for it, that's normal. When you see someone do a good deed, Adam, do you reward them or do you continue to punish them? What do you want me to say? Congrat, you know, good job I'm not voting. For, good job I'm not voting for the, the guy who likes Nazis. Here's twenty dollars. When we get the good president after Trump, what you're saying is the world is going to continue spanking the United States. That's what you're predicting. Because you're thinking that they're just going to forget overnight, and they're not. Not forget. Not forget. No. No. I didn't say that. No. I'm not saying that at all. You know, this is this is going to have decades-long repercussions. 
No! Now, now this is getting insulting. Yeah, my I'm serious! Dial it back. Please, uh. son. <laughs> both yeah, I think it's getting a little too... You're both repeating the same stuff over and over, and it's not. Gonna I signed off. I'm sending. I just sent started sending emails to people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I don't see the point of saving people who are going to make the same mistake over and over again. There comes a time where you just say, "I'm done." Okay. Speaking of being done, it's almost break time. Yes. Well, yes, almost, it is. Yeah. But uh, we have to we have to do changes not only in the presidency but we have to do changes in the House you know and then you know the Congress and the Senate as well. And I'm so. going to be honest, things aren't, things aren't looking good. Things aren't looking good the way things are going right now for Republicans. Nope. Yeah, but is it going to be enough? You know, and I I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you what what I always tell you, Adam. We don't know until it happens. You know, I mean, even if it's and let's I say, refuse, and I refuse to look at the future through shit colored glasses. Okay, so let's say we win both the House and Senate, best case scenario. We have no guarantee that the Democrats are going to dig their heels in and say no. True. I would love it if they would say, we're going to... We don't know until it happens. I would love it if they just say, yeah, about those uh, court nominations, uh, you know, we we just can't find time in the schedule. Isn't that funny how that works? I would love it if they did it. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, as, as Democrats, as liberals, we have a sense of fair play, and that always, always, always bites us in the ass. Not always. Not always. You got a lot of great things accomplished uh, uh, with President Obama. Well, as much as I liked Obama, ugh, money in politics is my biggest beef. And uh, until that that's the- gets resolved... I don't see it changing. It's going to continue cycling. And that's going to require the Supreme Court, which requires forcing Gorsuch or Thomas off. And they're not going to they're not going to bite unless we give them an incentive. A constitutional amendment. Not necessarily an amendment. It will will take stacking the courts. I'm being brutally honest here. It's going to we're going to play the same game they play. If you put in a constitutional amendment, the courts have to follow it. And what amendment are you proposing? Is my question. Getting money out of politics. That that amendment won't pass. The Cokes will never let it pass. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying it'll be easy. No argument there. I'm just saying money in politics is the problem. Yep, Trojan's right. I agree. Money in politics is the problem, you know, because again, the we have we have an, an ADHD culture in America. Yep. I'm, you just, know, I'm just saying, the cycle will continue. And may I just say that as someone who has ADHD, I'm allowed to say that, so, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think I've offended a lot of people here. I don't I'm think you've offended. Offend, I, I'm, just, I'm just not going to participate in a frown fest. That's fine. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm just, you know. I, I just, yeah, I. Uh, I just said frowning, frowning. I'm not frowning. I'm smiling. I get I'm, depressed. I'm not frowning. You're anyways, frowning. So. <laughs> Hashtag Scrooge was right. I want to talk about some fun stuff and Schadenfreude and shit like that. Come on, come Bye. on. What do we have for Schadenfreude stack? 
Um, I don't know. It's your show. <laughs> All right, we'll take a look. I'll, we'll take a look. We'll be right back after this for uh, hour number two. So what else we got? We got Fantasy Film Mall coming up. And then uh, the first edition of uh, Myth Understanding. And uh, some Star Wars talk, but we're going to save the deep, deep dive for when, uh, spoiler alert, John Fuglesang comes on. Yes. Did he, did he, he didn't hear me squee when he, when he told me the good news, did he, Kenny? He didn't hear that, uh, did he? Uh, no. No, he didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> Alright, anyway. <laughs> We will be, uh, oh, what the? I'm sorry, I am missing my Skype, uh, files. What's that in here? Anyway, so we, we let's see, we'll also have some good, we, we'll also have some good, uh, Christmas stuff, including our yearly playing of A Child's Christmas in Space by... One Mr. Tom Servo. That's always fun. Cool. And a new tradition. As we continue celebrating Sailor Saturnalia here on Mike Chick Radio. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Chick Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't 
take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Right, stop. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back. Joining me out of the great city of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick, singing for all three hours like a trooper. Yes, I am. Like a, but uh, uh, not like a stormtrooper, though. No. It would, be, it would get too warm in that armor. Yeah. Like a super trooper? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> anyway, also joining us out of the great city. Well, you know what? We They do have a new, new, uh, new, uh, oh, come on, you little mess. Sorry. Tentacle difficulties. <laughs> Those are my favorite. All right, here we go. Miles and Michelle out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. This is your jingle. It's Miles and Michelle from Port St. Lucie. One likes Star Wars, the other one likes Dungeons and Dragons. Miles and Michelle, Michelle and Miles. I'm never sure whose name I should say first. <laughs> all right, all right. So, and of course, uh, henceforth, our our pre-Christmas show will be known as uh, in, in honor of someone who sacrificed everything for us lowly mugs, Sailor Saturnalia. Amen. Cheers. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, y- you know, uh, I-, I I couldn't find any great. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Sean and Friday news. So let's, you know, we're just going to dive into nerd talk. I, I need something. I need. Let's do it. Let's, let's yeah. just do it. But so I think that the best way to start this is a traditional, uh, Christmas carol performed by someone we all respect and deeply admire. No, not me. <laughs> Chewbacca the Wookiee. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, there you go. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, wait, I think there's more. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. Uh, okay. <laughs> awesome. So, what you got plans for Christmas Day? Uh, I will be following my standard uh, Christmas Day tradition of 
sleeping in and watching Mystery Science Theater. Oh, okay. I, w- I watch uh, I watch the em- the Mystery Science Theater episodes, uh, Santa Claus, season five, episode twenty, mm. I think. Uh, and of course, Santa Claus conquers the Martians, which is season three. Oh yes. There you go. So cool. there we go. Beyond yeah, that, we, I we have are, no plans. I, I have, I have uh, standby, so I'm not going anywhere. Normally, I go to the families and we do the Christmas opening of presents and you know talk, uh, you know catch up on the latest and whatnot. But Michelle and I will be staying home, and she'll be stuck with me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll get her to you know, talk her into playing a game of talisman or something. Yeah, you never know. Well, I'll I'll be available for talisman. Really? Oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll make that a new tradition. No, I, I, we're not going anywhere. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a loser. Shutting. Come on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> effective this weekend. So am I. You know, and <laughs> next weekend too, for that matter. So yeah, that's cool. What do you think, sweetie? Some talisman? Yeah, we can, we can, we can see. All right. Yeah, that's good. I'm just hoping that this cold I'm catching is not really a cold. Oh, please sinuses. don't catch a cold. Yeah. I will do it. I will do the dance of wellness. Dance, 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 dance. Yeah, I'm gonna dance. need it. <clears throat> But we'll have to cut the ta- we'll have to cut the talisman game short around nine p.m. Uh, Christmas night. Are we going to be starting the, that at, late if at, we play? At the at the latest. Well, no, no, no. I I, I want to start early enough that we can end before then, because there's something very special happening at that point in time. Oh, that's right. The Doctor Who Christmas special, right? Yes. That's right, yeah. Peter Capaldi regenerate. We it is just about forty eight hours before the Doctor regenerates. The, you know we we right. are on we are on the ver on the on the edge uh, of a historic occasion, Kenny. That's this is true. So I I'm excited. I love Jodie Whittaker. I'm still convinced really? though. Oh, I love I love her in uh, in uh, uh, Broadchurch. You, I, you know. Oh, okay. You watched something she was actually in. Okay, I have yeah. not. So, yeah, she she did she did great in Broadchurch. Um, that's pretty much where I know her from. Um, I will say though, I, I I really do think that in you know if not soon, you know I I think I really do think Idris Elba will be the Doctor. You know if mm-hmm. if not you know if not that's next time fiction. you know. That's quite well, I, I, I'm pretty sure Tom Hiddleston won't be available for a long-term commitment for it for another <laughs> decade. Although oh. I think Hiddleston, I think Hiddleston would make an amazing Doctor Kenny. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, he all right, young. he he is young. Well, he's I think he's younger than I am, or he's he's either the same age or he he's younger than I am. Which you know, if I mean, thirty-seven is a He's thir- he's a year younger than I am. He's thirty six. Okay. So. Go. Yeah, plenty of time. Idris Elba's definitely a little older, but not that much older. I I think he's, think in, he's his in his forties. He should be in his forties. Uh, I mean, he yeah. is for he's forty five. So yeah, mid forties. And I will there say, I mean, there, it, it, generally speaking, in, in in British culture, as we've pointed out before, Kenny, uh, guys, that uh, there are two things you don't say no to in in hmm. British 
culture. You don't say no to James Bond, and you don't say no to doc- to Doctor Who. Yeah. And, and, and you know that's the thing is that these British actors tend to start at the BBC, they become established in Hollywood, and then they come home. And I think that's when we'll see, say, Idris Elba or Tom Hiddleston be considered for the Doctor. Uh, I've always seen the Doctor as sort of being like this thin, wispy intellect. Not saying that Idris Elba can't pull it off, but. Idris Elba has a serious six-pack going there, and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it'll draw in the ladies. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, but but you know, it's like it's like a, you're going to see for the first time a doctor that can throw a punch. <laughs> I'm, you know, uh... and, and take a punch. <laughs> Just saying. I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. Michelle, are you? Oh no, no. Especially if it's more of a. You know, he he'll be more of a hands-on, action-based doctor. You know, he'll still have the intellect, but you know, he he'll be able to, you know, to throw little, down if he has a to. little something for the ladies. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah, doctor. Nine p.m. Christmas. Sorry, I gotta call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fine, yeah, well, I know, guess. That could be fun with Id- Idris Elba as the doctor. Kind of get back to the the John Pertwee kind of style of doctor a little bit. You know, because that was very, you know, they kind of went very, you know, James Bond and what 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 kind of he knew some kind of martial arts at that point too. I think. Uh, oh, I don't I know forget what it was. That. Yeah. All, all so, of those Tom Baker jelly babies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. So we we've got a good fi- about fifteen minutes left. So, uh. Should we save misunderstanding for next segment and in you know or should I just dive right in? It depends. Uh, if you think you can tackle it in the remaining time, I think you should do it. Well what, I think what that segment? I, Go ahead. Well, I think that, you know, I I wanted to kind of have, you know, a a discussion, not just me saying telling a myth. You know. I, yeah, I gotcha. Um so I, I, I don't know. Oh, I like mythology. I know. We're talking Greek or Norse or Roman. No, well, no, let's and just no. do something else if you're concerned about the time. Fair enough. Well, so uh, what about you, Kenny? You're going to be seeing uh, seeing family, I imagine. You you had dinner. You had Christmas early Christmas dinner last Wednesday with uh, Kenny Pick Ken Pick Senior, right? Yes, I sure did. And uh, tomorrow we're going to be going to see my uh, nephews and Susan's brother and sister. And uh, then we're going to hit the road and go see my mom real quick and then go to Canton to see the birth family, Susan's birth family. And then you're home. Just, and you're just all over open Christmas. Our presents. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh. You, know, you, you know you enjoy being around your nephews. You've told me before. That's only a 30-minute drive. Ah. Everybody else is like, but, but, us. <laughs> so I love them all, but it's just, you know, uh, I don't know. I tried to get some people to come to me this year. Dad, of course, always likes to come up because he doesn't cook, so I cook for him. He likes eating my food, so... Um, you know, he, he's always, uh, you know, reliable to come come up here. But 
Everybody else is like, but we want to stay at our house. Okay, so do I. Mm. So, <laughs> you know. So anyway, um, yeah, the uh, airing of the grievances. Festivus <laughs> right here. Yeah. It's a Festivus miracle. All right. Now, uh, well, did you guys... To, uh, um, I was, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but did you guys talk about the Disney Fox uh, thing being finalized last week? Uh, briefly, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, briefly, yes. But we kind of sat on. We kind of sat on it. Uh, you know, but it's like I said, the con- the con- not consequences. The benefits of this are huge. And as I said, Kenny, I think that it puts a lot of pressure on Sony to let the rights to Spider-Man revert now that Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, and X-Men are heading home. Um, and of course, you know. Disney will own all three of the original Star Wars trilogy, which means they do not have an excuse. No, they no mm. longer have an excuse to not give us an original theatrical cut of the Star Wars trilogy on Blu-ray. They have no excuse. Yeah, which I, I'm excited. Well, it's, it's, I imagine it, it would sell. The, and there's also a question. Uh, the the question coming up too is uh, basically I, I saw a, a quick article the other day. Kevin Feige is uh, basically has the last word on whether or not other films from Fox actually does this exist in you know the expanded uh, MCU? Did all of those X Men movies happen in a parallel universe? Or, you know, uh, or did it happen in hours and, you know, the, the time fuckery of days of future past somehow, you know, split them off into an alternate timeline or something? Who knows? And I will say, don't get me wrong, Fox has shown that they can, with the right director and whatnot, they can do okay with, with the X-Men uh, franchise because Days of Future Past was an amazing film. It, it, you know, yeah. some people are like, well, you know, they took an awesome Kitty Pride story and made it. Into, okay, that's a fair criticism, but it was a very ambitious movie that pulled it pulled off what it wanted to do, and it did it yeah. perfectly. I love Days of Future Past, and I will say that is where you know Halle Berry as Storm in that film was also really good because you know I've always kind of criticized her. You know, I she's a beautiful woman, but her beauty is not the same as Storm's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've you know you know yeah I've said this. I got you. But she was, I mean, she was really, uh, yes, yes, I've said it before, you, you know, um, I've said it before, I, you know, but anyway. Uh, I mean, do you like the way Storm was portrayed in the um, X-Men animation? The original? Oh, yes. She, uh, so I don't know the voice actress that portrayed that, but that sounded, it sounded, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, royalty. It sounded, you know, matriarchal. Oh boy, I'd hate. To, I'd hate. I no. to... never really gave her any kind of background. Uh, you know, the, I no, mean, I'm talking about Allie the way Barry. the voice actress portrayed it. No, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, what, all I'm saying is uh, the biggest problem I think with Halle Berry is they never gave her any kind of background other than, hey, she's Storm. She has Storm powers. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Of, yeah, a lot of people anyway, didn't realize teacher, where she came from. Exactly. So, uh, guys, uh, I hate to I'd hate to ruin this nerd talk, but we're gonna backtrack just a little because um, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz being Ted Cruz, 
is picking a fight with Rand Paul on Twitter. Oh, that's a brain trust. Good lord. From Senator Rand Paul, my friend Ted Cruz decided to have an airing of grievances early with Hamill, with at Hamill himself, Mark Hamill, on Star Wars opening weekend. Hmm. And then Ted Cruz replies, appreciate the kind of festivist sentiments. Call me next time you need someone, somebody to mow your lawn. Shots fired! Shots fired! Wow. Wow. Holy shit. What God. an asshole! That is rude. The boys are throwing sand at each other in the guys, sandbox. Guys, guys, Teddy, Good Lord, Teddy, it's my job to make those jokes about Rand Paul. I mean, wow, he just totally mocked him for getting his ass beat. And I'm sure he, I'm sure Rand Paul had it coming. I'm sure he did something. Okay. But what? Where? Yeah, where's where's the decorum? It's all completely flown out the window this is now what, that we have a reality show, you know. President. But this is this is what happens when you have a party that goes off the rails and values ideological purity over yeah. over you know intelligence because it, it, they don't care how smart you are or what sort of person you are as long as you meet the idea as long as as long as you meet the ideological purity test they're okay i I mean the guy's an asshole you know if ted cruz is the standard for senator why am i here behind this microphone kenny i should be in the fucking senate i'm a bigger asshole than ted cruz I I I'm so tempted if I I I would like talk to both Cruz and and uh, uh, Paul and just say now now you're both pretty. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which is wonderful sarcasm. <laughs> yes. All right, and I, I will share a funny uh, uh to to balance out the fact that we kind of backtracked. I will share a a funny uh. A tweet uh, from one of my favorite uh, Twitter uh, parody Twitter accounts, which is uh, Bad Father Han Solo, to which he says to, to emo Kylo Ren, "Your name is Ben. We named the dog Kylo." <laughs> <laughs> That's Very funny. Nice. Does everyone does everyone get That's that? Funny. Does everyone get no. that? No. You, I do. Oh, I do. You don't get it, Indiana Jones. Yeah, at the end, at the end of, uh, at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Sulla says, "What? What is this Junior? I don't understand this Junior." And, and uh, Indiana Jones's dad, played by Sean Carney, of course, and I, yeah. you, you know, says, "That's his name, Henry Jones Junior." He says, he says, you know, he says, I prefer Indiana. And he says, we named the dog Indiana. And Sala just loses and starts like, you are named after the dog? It's <laughs> like, I have a lot of fun memories of that dog. I have a lot of fun memories of my, of my dog. I don't go around calling myself Lizzie. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that 
why do I get the feeling that quote from me is going to end up in a book? I, I have fond memories of my dog, but I don't go around calling myself Lizzy. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, it, it could very well be in the book. <laughs> but I, I had to share that. I just love that. <laughs> Good stuff. So anyway, uh, coming up, we'll do we'll, next segment. We'll do my we'll do uh, myth understanding, <laughs> and then we got fantasy Finball where we create a shared universe. I'm re- I'm actually prepared. <gasps> Oh my and, god. I've been prepared for a while. <laughs> and then of course And then of course, uh we'll talk a little bit about Star Wars. Oh, uh also, uh I c- keep forgetting to mention this. I'm running the call tonight, everybody. Yes. So if you decide you want to call in, call 330-536-1466 or 330-KEN1GO. Goo. I'm sorry. Ken, the number one goo. <laughs> goo, 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 Ken, goo. One. Go, Kenny, go, go, go. Kenny be goo. And, yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, and I guess maybe we won't take calls until we're done with Fantasy Film Ball? I yes, guess. let's do that. Well, all right, well, so we'll, we'll, let's, we'll try it for this one, for this outing, we'll, we'll try and keep it topical. So, if you've seen uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, what did you think of it? Is it as bad as the hyper fanboys are saying? Uh, I, you know, uh, and we'll, we'll of course have our opinions as well. Um, so there you go. That the topic. So yes, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we'll have our first edition of uh, Myth Understanding. And I, I just came up with that in the car on the way home last night, guys. That's great. Or are you gonna go with Myth Information? That actually is better, I think. You can have it if you want. Subtopic. Understanding for your myth information. Our myth Subtopic. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's no, fine. Go on. No, it just completely left my mind. Oh. That's all right. <laughs> Subtopic for for oh, uh, for phone lines: myth information or myth understanding? <laughs> Which do you prefer? <laughs> or myth treated. Myth. Or myth communication. <laughs> that is Miss America. <laughs> nice. All right, we got we. I can't believe I didn't think about that. God damn, that's good. See, that's the one I was trying to think of earlier when I accidentally said misunderstandings again. Myth communications. <laughs> All right, so. uh... Let me find the song I want to play. Uh, there we go. All right, we'll be right back after this with more Mike Check Radio. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. my mother used to sing to me when I was growing up in the Hawaiian Isles. Sing along now. 
Melancholy Maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. It's Hawaii's whale to say Merry Christmas to you. Malekaliki Maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine my day and all the stars at night. Melancholy Maka is Hawaii as well. To say Merry Christmas to you. To say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Melancholy Christmas is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Tim. And this is Joe. And we want to wish all of you the happiest of holidays from the Tim Cormall Show. And from IndieMediaWeekly.com. And an important safety tip, drink responsibly and under no circumstances allow Ted Cruz to drive you home. Because we wouldn't want any of you to be found in the clown car this holiday season. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. 
Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. That's right. And joining me are a bunch of other righteous dudes. Uh, out of Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, wait, no. You're, you, uh, <laughs> well, might as well. Cleveland, Ohio. Kenny Pick. Sitting in for all three hours. I am, yes. I'm uh, over in the Mike Check Radio chat room uh, where our good friend Living in Long Island is hanging out. But for some reason, there's, a, there's another person that seems to be missing from the chat. Me? Oh, that would be you. Well, I, I, I'm working on it. I'm All right. On. It's anyway. okay. Keep keep on trucking. All right. Anyway, also joining us on Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Legon, the GM Galaxy Master of My Trick Radio. And I run a righteous galaxy, I tell you what. That is true. This is true. That is true. Unless, you know, you got to try and work for a farmer who's a little bit he likes building dams it's a saying inside inside info for Michelle you're welcome <laughs> duly noted I think she, her mic is off Michelle uh, out of Michelle Legon out of uh, Port St. Lucie Florida as well yes and I am here yeah Trojan was in earlier he, he dropped in, said hi, had a couple comments. Excellent. Uh, can you excuse me for just one second, please? You're excused. Sure. We'll, we'll just sit here yeah. and chat. Yeah. Sorry, uh, mom. Mom's mom needs something from me. She's. Not t- a she's tra- we got one second, please. <laughs> All right. So, what's the best tactic when t- in defeating Adam in, in Talisman? What's your favorite tactic? Uh, steel is flail. Both flails and make sure they're either destroyed or you keep them. So yeah, pick the alchemist before he does. Uh, 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 For those in the audience that don't know, yes, we played a game of talisman, and uh, Adam has a love for this weapon called the flail. There's only two of them in the game, so if you pick, if, if both of them are bought or owned, then that's it. There's no more available. And he just happened to be one turn late 
and getting the last flail because I picked a lucky card and uh, I bought it, right? So Adam returns back. He didn't realize that I had bought it. And so he goes into the store. He's got the gold ready to buy it. And he's looking at the list of weapons. He's like, where's where's the flail? Where's the flail? And Michelle is busting a <laughs> gut laughing. Yeah. Hi, welcome back, Adam. Well, you were telling the flail stealing story, weren't you? At your expense? Would I do such a thing? Yes, you would, because you're a flailer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Mom, mom's out doing more last-minute Christmas shopping, so she's she needed uh, something from some information from me. We're looking for a chair for Dad, and thankfully he doesn't listen to this program, so I can say whatever I want. Yeah. Very chair, nice. chair, 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 chair. That's right. You're getting Is a freaking office chair. chair? Uh, it's the same one I've got. So yeah. Uh-huh. Comfy oh. chair. Ooh. Office chair? Yes. A certain office chair. chair. With a soft pillow. Yes. For the thing. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so let's get to... So, mo- Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say... What, what now? You were gonna, no, you were going to say something. I have no idea what brand my, my office chair is. I've had it for like 20 years, and it's perfect. Yeah, oh, I, you know, I... T- Anyway, all I right. took it from an old job, an old job of mine. They were throwing it out, and I took it, and it's hey, always you been know, perfect. You know, that, that, that's perfect. All right, so uh, uh, we thought I thought I had a name, but uh, apparently we're going to have to work on that. Uh, we're going to have to pick it out because people just keep coming up with myth puns. So, unnamed mythology segment, edition one. So, today I'm going to talk about I don't know if there's like a formal name for this mythical motif. Um, I call it the dirty hero. And basically, it's the sort of story you see where the hero has to get redemption through the heroic act. So, you know, some heroes just do stuff because it's their destiny. Some people do it to rescue the prince, you know, rescue the girl like Perseus did. In the case of the dirty hero, they're doing it because they have to redeem themselves because they done fucked up! Yeah. You done fucked up, son. So, uh, some prominent examples of this are uh, Heracles from Greek mythology. Yes, I call him Heracles because the Romans are a bunch of dirty, rotten thieves. Um, and of course his story was that, uh, well, of course he was a hero and then he fell from grace because Hera made him go and he killed his entire family. So he was told, go to the Oracle, you know, go, go to the Oracle. The Oracle tells him, go to this cousin, this guy who hates your guts and you'll have to do labors for, you know, the labors he tells you to do. Um, so there, there's that. And of course, there's also Gilgamesh, who was one third divine, one third human, one third something else. I don't, I don't remember what the other third is. But uh, basically, he was kind of a dick. <laughs> um, especially if you watch Fate Zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and oh, no, uh, you, you should. Well, I did ask you to, to if you could earmark some time to start. Um, 
so we could have a more in-depth. We want uh, so anyway, so he basically what I mean, he he was all about himself, very self-centered. He 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 didn't treat his subjects right as king of Uruk in uh, uh, Babylon, and so the gods of his, you know his culture's god created Enkidu as punishment, and basically the whole point of Enkidu was to humble Gilgamesh by making his someone who is not you know who is his equal or better yeah and it worked out but then Enki they became friends Enki who died so he goes on this heroic quest to gain immortality etc 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 so there we go uh and I my have a, I have a copy of the I have a copy of the lost book of Enki sitting on my bookshelf right next to me well look at you you scholar Oh, very nice. I'm an amateur sumerologist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and my personal favorite example, and the one we're going to talk about the most tonight, is the story of Susanoo from uh, Shinto mythology. So John was right when he guessed I was going to talk about Susanoo. Um, so the setup for the story, and, and, the, and the reason why I'm doing this is, not a lot of people are f- super familiar with, with Shinto myth. It's uh, you know, not. I mean, it's not a serious religion anymore. I mean, not even. You know, of course, it's the native religion of Japan, and even they're kind of like, eh, you know, we, we just do it because we're expected to. <laughs> um. So, there we go. Uh. So anyway, uh, the st- setup for this is that, um, Susano was cr- came into being when Izanagi purified himself from his journey to the underworld to save his wife who had died and he found her covered you know infested with maggots and it wasn't this is why genie from aladdin doesn't like to bring dead people back to life um so izanagi leaves yomi which is the underworld in japanese mythology and purifies himself and this is where you get the the shinto purification ritual where you 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 rinse out your mouth you wash your hands you know this is where that cleansing ritual comes from and from uh one eye came sukiyomi the god of the moon from the other eye came amaterasu the goddess of the sun and from his nose came suzano the the god of um the seas and storms Mm -hmm. so this is like nasal genesis (laughs) <laughs> What's yeah. the technical term for birth by nostrils? So anyway, Susanoo, Susanoo, Amaterasu, okay, Amaterasu, Amaterasu, okay. Uh-huh. I'm looking at the uh, demigods. I see those two. Okay, Suki, Sukiyomi, T S U K I Y O M I. All right. So anyway, yep, got it. Okay, so Amaterasu has a pretty sweet gig. She's basically in charge of the whole uh, of uh, Takamagahara, which is the heavenly plane. And her brother does not like that. Because even though Amaterasu is older, he says, I'm a man, I should be in charge, goddammit. And so to prove his point, he acts like a total asshole. <laughs> to wit... He destroys her divine rice patties, which is like a big no-no. Um, 
he, I mean, he destroys her rice paddies. He throws a flayed horse into her weaving hall, which terrifies one of her attendants to death. And eventually, Amaterasu gets so pissed and so terrified of her younger brother, who, again, is being a total asshole, that she hides herself in a cave and deprives the world of light. So the gods trick her into coming out by having uh, Uzume, Uzume do a strip tease. I'm not making this shit up, by the way, guys. Um, yeah. And so she comes out to find out what, the, what why everyone's laughing and having a good time. And as soon as she comes out of the cave, they grab her and block the cave so she can't go back in. And so light was returned to the world. Well, there was the problem with Suzano. He's being an asshole. He needs to be punished. So they they do what sensible gods would do and exile. You can't kill a god, of course. They're immortal. It's the hard part about you know hard tricky thing about gods, Michelle. Well, uh, yeah. They throw him out of Takamagahara and exile him to Nippon, which is the ancient name for Japan, where he wanders around doing random shit for a while. And eventually he comes across this elderly Kami couple. Now, Kami, of course, Kami means God, but they're not God in the sense of the Jehovah sense. When when the mm-hmm. Japanese talk about their Kami, they mean more like spirit, a spirit than ha- everything. Everything has its own spirit. So, yeah, I right. mean, Japan is basically lousy with Kami. So these kami are, are upset. They're crying, and Susano, for once actually being a decent human being, asks them, what's the problem? And they say, well, we, we had these eight beautiful daughters. And then along came this evil eight-headed snake that said, we want your daughters. And it took them one by one, you know, it demanded their sacrifice one by one, and it gobbled them up one, gobbled them up one by one until they were left with just one, their youngest, little Kushinadahime. So, of course, Yamato no Orochi, the eight-headed serpent, no, you gotta give me the last one, too. I'm a regular Joseph Campbell, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Sure. So Susan, you know, of course, the, the Kami are lamenting their situation. They, they can't beat this eight-headed serpent. He's, he's pretty badass, Miles. Eight heads, well, you know. Eight heads is a pretty tough thing to fight. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. So uh, Susan says, look, I can solve your little eight-headed serpent, serpent problem, but I want to marry your daughter in exchange. And of course, even though he's in exile, he's still Susano. No, you know Susano, the god of storms and the ocean. He's a pretty damn big deal. Yeah. So, so they say yes. You you can marry. We're an island nation, hell yeah. Yeah, you know you can marry our daughter if you kill the serpent, and uh, no hanky panky until after the serpent killing is done. <laughs> so Susano says, "All right, here's what you're going to do. You are going to brew." Eight vats of the greatest, most pure sake ever, and you're gonna put, you're gonna build eight gates, and behind each gate, you're going to put one of these vats of really good shit behind it. So they do this, and then Susan awaits, 
he hides himself behind a rock and he waits and waits and eventually Yamato no Orochi the eight-headed servant comes looking for looking for his virgin sacrifice or sacrifice in this case yeah. and oh and I should mention that as soon as the parents agreed Suzuno turned Kushinata Hime into a comb and put her in his hair for safekeeping I skipped that part of the story Nothing kinky about that. <laughs> nothing, nothing kinky about that. Uh, anyway, so where was I? Serpent shows up, and the serpent, you know, uh, what's the smell? And he smells the sake, but he can't fit, you know, behind the eight gates. So he sticks one head through each of the gates and starts emptying the vats. And apparently, even eight-headed serpents can get shit-faced. Sure. They have to have weakness. Yeah. So the serpent passes out. Just like I would if I'd had too much, you know. uh, He had a few too many. He had a few too... He's like Mrs. Slocum. He's had a few too many. Uh, So anyway, of course, Susan O takes his opportunity and starts whipping the serpent's ass. And even though Yamato no Orochi is really wasted, he puts up a pretty damn good fight. Uh, but Suzuno eventually wins, and uh, he guts the serpent as his coup de gras. And inside the serpent, for some weird reason, is a sword, which he names the sword of Kusanagi, Kusanagi no Surugi. Surugi, which is one of the three imperial regalia that the that marks the the divine nature of the Japanese imperial line. So he takes the sword. He marries Kushinada. Happy, happy. He goes to his sister and says, "You know, I, I'm sorry. I was a total asshole. Here's this sword that I found doing heroic stuff. Please accept this as a gift of reconciliation." Just well. You are my brother. All right. Just don't fuck up this time. And so Suzuno and Kushinatahime... Oh, Kushinatahime, of course, turned back into a, a kami. She's no longer a kami. And so uh, that is how Priorities. Susan Priorities, yes. <laughs> and so that is, that is, that is how Suzuno redeemed themselves through the heroic act. So right. there you go. So that that is my favorite story. That is my favorite example of the dirty hero. But this is one of those 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 motifs that you will find over and over and over again. Of course, like I said, there's Heracles. There's there's uh, Gilgamesh. There, there's there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, uh, so there you go. Uh, and, and, and you know, people is why do I need? You don't need to know myths, but it it, it is the story. It is the song. Of humanity, it 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 is yeah. relevant. I like yep. the antihero. Uh, yeah, I, um, you know the guy that screwed up and had to fix things. You know, uh, I, I, my favorite is probably Spawn. Well, yeah, and you do and you do see this in modern comics. You know, uh, sure. Loki Loki eventually gets redeemed in the in the Thor comics. At least, you know. He probably fell. He probably uh, fell off the good wagon eventually, but you know he does. He does enjoy. You know, um, I'm trying to think of what else. 
you know, uh, well, in the in the second uh, Avengers movie, Quicksilver and and Scarlet Witch. Well, even in the comics, they 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 were they are the children of Magneto. Are we able to say that, or or is Disney going to sue us? Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. But anyway. <laughs> And the comic, no, you, you know, there, the yeah, there are originally in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which were, a, which were shockingly, a Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah. <laughs> I am shocked to find gambling in in, in Casablanca. Um, so, and of course, they were eventually redeemed and are, are counted as, uh, um. As the X Men is some of the dearest uh, allies of the X Men, so there we go. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if they do say if they do say the new X Men movies are uh, part of the MCU, Quicksilver is still alive. Oh, that's actually oh, a good. Yeah. Do it, do it. So anyway, what, what do you guys think of, of the story of Susan now? Yep, uh, definitely. I got the. Uh the bad guy, you know, vibe going on, although he cut up a horse? Yeah, flayed pony. It was not a pretty That's thing. <laughs> well, like so it's... Godfather. I mean, wow. I mean, did, what did... So, his only grievance with his sister was that she was in charge and he was jealous? Uh, it's not basically, like he did something to earn his wrath? No. Amaterasu is always depicted as a kind goddess, you know, and a wise ruler. She's the eldest of three. Didn't the whole thing start because they had some sort of a contest Uh, and neither of them could, yeah, neither of them could determine who was the winner? Okay, well that that is a variation of the story and supposedly this contest... That's one of the ones I've heard. This this contest is the reason why Susano went batshit crazy. So basically he challenges Amaterasu uh, to a contest, and whoever can create the most kami gets to be the ruler, uh, gets to be the head of the pantheon. So Amaterasu, accept, uh, Amaterasu accepts, and so Suzuno takes her necklace, chews it up, and spits out three kami, three male gods. Amaterasu takes a sword, breaks it into several pieces, and produces seven female kami. And she says, I win! He says, well, they, they don't count! They got girl parts! She said... <laughs> yeah. And, and, so, and when she said, no, you know, I win. It's my rules. Uh, he, the, in this version, you gotta understand that there is not like no like one canon of Shinto mythology. There are two main texts. There's the... Um, Kojiki, or the Record of Ancient Matters, which is the first compilation of their mythology. And then there's the Nihon Shoki. And the Nihon Nihon Shoki is mostly about justifying the um, the the imperial, you know, the imperial claim on power, which is we're related to Amaterasu. Right, like the Egyptians claim, you know, the Egyptian king that they're um, the, the pharaohs, they all claim that they were blood of the gods as well, you know, right. gods on earth and all that stuff. Pretty typical in a lot of the, you know, right. the empires. Yeah, the well, Chinese even did it. You know, most of them did it. <laughs> how, how, how the royalty duped the masses into keeping yeah, the, them in power. The Aztecs did it, the Mayans did it, the Chinese, every mm. 
big empire that was run like yeah. that usually claimed so, that they were spawn of the gods in some it, manner or another. It's so weird Even, how uh, religion just kind of was really the first government man had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the first comic books, too. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That is true. Well, science no. in one respect is how they explain things like rainbows. <laughs> that was their version of science. Like, where's yeah, the rainbow come farts. from? Oh, well. Unicorn farts. <laughs> Proven science. Yeah. That is true. So there we go. That's our first edition of whatever we're going to uh, name this segment. Because, again, people keep myth coming up information with... with information with Adam Hebert. Yeah, so... So there we go. So, uh, Miles, what, what about you? You got any thoughts, any ideas for what we could explore some other time? Uh, okay. Well, what you just did blows anything I have out of the water. <laughs> so, Like I said, I'm a regular Joseph Campbell. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge nut for uh, Egyptian or Sumerian mythology, so I'm always uh, good to roll with any of that. In um, you know, if you want to get into the nitty gritty, love to talk in more in depth about the Sumerian creation myths sometime. Oh yeah, I think we're All gonna right. have to do that. We're gonna, gonna have to cool. do a site. We're gonna have to do creation myths, and folk will. We'll... Uh, Greek is my strength, but the problem is Greek is such a favorite of Hollywood that they've already made movies and, and everything. So nothing I say is going to be new or interesting. Sadly. Fears, you know what's mythology, funny is, I, interesting. Dude. I did a search uh, for movies about uh, Sumer, and there's nothing. No. I mean, there's like, you know, a kind of a docudrama about what civilization was like then and stuff. But you know, nobody has, you know, I mean, that's the cradle of life right there. You know, the the you know the beginning of our our history and civilization. Nope. Yeah. Can't make movies about that. Yeah, but I I, I love all the mythos. You know, I, I've read mm-hmm. everything from American Indian to Mayan to Aztec. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I love any of it, <laughs> and I will read it voraciously, and I will um, brush up on it if if we if yeah. we do decide to do a topic that I am not. Uh, refreshed on so. Well, you know, I did a lot of research around the time when I was doing uh, self-published comic books because this one character I had would consult with a pantheon of gods. In the gods, there was a Native American uh, spirit. I can't remember what his name was. Um, uh, and then Enki was one of them, Sumerian. Uh, mm-hmm. He was really creepy. His, basically, he was a, a robed character that whose head was a floating orb uh, with the tentacles swirling around it. So, um, but yeah, and, and I, I forget who else. I did uh, an Egyptian guy whose the top of his head was a floating pyramid and stuff like that. It was, it, it was a, it was a fun little uh, thing. But yeah, I did a lot of research into that and built up a big library of mythology books uh, because I like having books. It makes me feel like. I'm serious about this shit. Oh, yes. You know? Like yes. tomes of ancient wisdom. Yeah, well, I mean, mythology to me is just fascinating. And, you know, I. Oh, I love jo- it. Joseph Campbell's one of those people I wish I'd been old enough to appreciate his stuff while he was alive. Because he died when I was six. Mm hmm. 
You know, and he's like one of the people where if if I could meet any person, living or dead, he's like at the top of my list. I I, I would, I would, you know, it's just like, I really wish I could have had an interview with Joseph Campbell. Of course, he's probably yeah. too. He was probably too. He's probably even in death, he's too good for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's funny is, is now that uh, I think about it, um, my fantasy film ball thing actually has. Uh, a vague uh, Sumerian tie. Okay. So there we go. We should probably go to break. We need yes, we time should. for this fantasy film ball. Yes. Oh, All yeah. right. Well, universe edition, shared universe edition. Yes. We'll be right back after this then. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass! He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. people of Earth. Attention, people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. There. Stand by. Now we're back. Anyway, join me as always out of the great city. Oh, wait. Anyway, we're back for final hour here on Mike Check Radio. Join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Miles Legon, the GM Galaxy Master of uh, of uh, our fine program. Yes, very fine. Getting finer every minute. Oh, yes. well, 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 shucks. And also joining us out of the great... What was the, what's that about? I was just agreeing with you. Okay. Uh, also joining us <laughs> out of the great city of Port Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM. Hey, I finally got it right. Dungeon Master Michelle Legon. Yes, we're like a fine wine. We just get better with age. 
And finally, uh, sitting in with us for all three hours tonight to, to help uh, ease the load out with John out of town in Drummond, where you know apparently they haven't heard of the World Wide Web. Uh, Mr. Kenny Pick out of yes. Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, and much like unrefrigerated, unrefrigerated milk, I get worse with age. Oh, no. Oh, that's not <laughs> true. <laughs> Oh, my aching back. No, I'm, my back is fine today. I'm over all my maladies for, for now. But we need to get to some fantasy film ball. Shared Universe Edition. Shared Universe Edition. 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 Yay. Uh, I've been do this for six months. Well, I'm... Okay. <laughs> you, okay, I get it. Yes, I fucked up. I fucked up well. All right, so... <laughs> So, uh, who wants to go first? I, I forgive you. Uh, uh, the jingle wants to go first. I can't Yay! find it. It's been too long. <laughs> uh, see? See, this is the kind of treatment I get. I make a jingle, you lose it, and I'm you sorry. forget about my ideas. I t- oh, yeah. All right. I'm, I got it. I got it. I, I, I got you. Here you go. Lights. <laughs> Camera. Action. Fantasy. Film. Ball. Oh, bitch, is this some 3D? No, but your face is. Yeah, faces. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think as punishment, Adam should have to go first. Okay, so my I, I, I approach this in my usual way, which is I developed a concept to, to build... My, my, you know, to like as a framework to put together to to Same use. Here. So my yep. concept was taking my, you know, my favorite childhood movies and making them into a shared universe. So right. I started with my all-time favorite movie series, and I'm I'm doing, you know, which is of course Star Wars, excluding right. those horrible, evil, no good prequels. <laughs> okay. So the original trilogy. The original trilogy, and well, and the new trilogy. Or the you the, know. Ori- the original trilogy. Yes, the original trilogy. Okay, so then I decided that uh, you know what? Uh, what's better than one Harrison Ford? Two. So I added Indiana Jones. Uh, you know, and of course, my my idea is kind of like it all. Sh- these are these are different galaxies. So of course, Star Wars is the the you know a long time ago in the galaxy. So Indiana Jones, kind of close to ours. Our, our world, but with more, a little, you know, with actual supernatural elements to it. Yeah. And then I went, oh my god, off into the fantasy bushes, and I picked Legend, starring a young Tom Cruise and Tom Curry as the devil. And the idea is that this okay. this would be this would be a world in a galaxy where it's where high fantasy is the rule. And then in a in in a in a in between but still vaguely fantasy galaxy would be the Princess Bride. Okay. Okay. And finally, let me double check: Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Legend, Princess Bride. That's four. My fifth one would be set in an everyday, our our you know like our world, and that would be the Goonies. Okay. Yeah. All right, excellent. So that's my sh- so chronologic chrono- chronologically. How would if you were to watch this and consider it? This all happens in the same universe. Uh huh. 
are you gonna you're gonna start with the Star Wars trilogy, right? Yes, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yes. Then. Then I would. Galaxy. I would say, then, uh, well, any. I, Le- I would legend? say. I would say legend well, in the fa- in the very in the high fantasy galaxy, legend, and then, Princess Bride, Indiana Jones, and the Goonies. There you go. There you go. Very nice. I, I like it. So that's right, that's so, my, uh, my it, shared it, universe. All right, who's going next? I could do mine if you want. Yeah, I've got I've got two. You want me to do one, and you do yours, and then I do my other one. Sure, hon. All righty. Uh, uh, my first one is about having aliens in our. Uh, galaxy and universe and what have you and that's cool. basically because I'm not a real big UFO believer <laughs> I I mean is it possible sure but I, I just don't think that we've been visited anyway uh, my first movie in this uh, universe is uh, Cowboys vs. Aliens with Harrison Ford so that's the kickoff of when um, aliens just you know stop by and think hey we need gold anyway the second one, <laughs> once the universe is uh, developed a little bit more and the aliens get a little more structured, I mean, yeah, Cowboys versus Aliens is a little bit of a, they were a little bit of a pirate, you know, they were an outlier. But my second uh, movie is uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. And that's about, nice. you know, basically the announcement to the Earth, like, hey, you schmucks aren't alone, get your act together. Are you and, talking uh, about the original or the Keanu Reeves remake? I like I like the original. The, the, I didn't mind the Keanu one, but I, I like the original. I didn't either. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I'm kind of jealous I left that out of mind, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, and so as Earth enters into the... Uh, yes, there are aliens out there. I, I include Men in Black in the universe. And so it's, you know, a little hidden, but, you know, it's it's there. It, it's uh, mm-hmm. It starts to... And then as uh, the timeline continues on and uh, Earth starts accepting uh, alien species, uh, I I go with the fifth element as my fourth. All right. And uh, finally, oh, this one actually kind of doesn't fit now that I think about it, but I I love the movie so much (laughs) I had to put it in there. (laughs) uh, Because I can't think of any aliens that were in this movie, but uh, Dune. And that's a far, you know, galactic-spanning movie. But I just love Dune. I just yeah. love the movie, you know, back in the day. So I had to include it. But I thought know, time, for sure you were going to. I thought you were going to throw in. Uh, um, uh, well, I, I didn't think you were going to throw it in. I thought about it after you talked about aliens being more accepted with the Fifth Element. You could even add something in like Alien Nation, or yeah. the or the V miniseries before that. Yeah. 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 I remember those. Those were good. Yeah, but, you know, five movies. I was just, I, I wanted Yeah. I picked, Cow- I know Cow- Cowboys vs. Alien was my start, and I just started yeah. filming from there. I actually, I, I actually ended up going over on mine, but but I like that. I like that, that theme. That's cool. That's a little like mine, but not quite. So that's good. But, Michelle, I'm very excited about yours. Okay. Mine is kind of like a what would you do and a guessing game. I okay? have to... I have to um, recuse He has myself. to recuse himself, because I, I tested it out on him. All right. Um, now, this is all set in a cabin in the woods. Oh, my. 
Okay. You're in the cabin in the woods, and there's all sorts of interesting items around that that cabin. But four really stand out. One is an old, tattered fedora. Another is a jar of human teeth. Standing in the corner on a dress dummy is a pale pink sheath slip dress splattered with blood. And hanging from a hook in the wall is a gold cross draped with seaweed. Hmm. Hmm. I only got got two out of the four. All right, I'm going to venture a guess. Okay. The fedora is a nightmare in Elm Street. Yes, so that would be Freddy. Freddy Krieger. The cross with the seaweed hanging from it. Oh man, I know what that is. The fog. Yes. Oh damn it. <laughs> and there, there, the other one was a jar full of teeth. Human teeth. Yes. Jar full of human teeth. Oh man. Legea oh, by Edgar Allan Poe. Well, I know what it is. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's, <laughs> uh, it's the it's the it's the Bumble's teeth. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Those aren't human teeth. Those are Bumble teeth. Yeah, they're Bumble teeth. Oh man, teeth, teeth. Uh, oof. You see, I, I, you're 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 going real deep, and I like this. Yes. But you you are stumping the heck out of me. Now I know how everybody feels on what the hell is that sound. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, oh man, jar what, of human what, teeth. What, jar, jar of human teeth and what else is remaining? A pale blood pink, splattered. A pale pink sheath slip dress splattered with blood. Psycho. That's not Suspiria. No. It's not Suspiria, right? Nope. Oh. Carrie? Yes. Okay, good. good All right, good okay. All right. Now we're tied. No. Teeth. Yeah, we're tied. We're, no. We're, no, you got two. two. You got two. I got one. Um. Mm, mm, mm. The teeth. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to give up. Is it teeth? No. <laughs> See, this was the hardest one because there's a lot of horror films that have teeth involved in it. Uh, mm. uh. Uh, should we give hints? Like, think, are they m- teeth? Well, maybe we can ask 20 questions about the teeth. Are they male teeth or female teeth? <laughs> They're both. Oh my god, it's terrible. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Is this a movie from the 80s? No. Is it a movie from the 90s? No. 70s? No. 2000s? Yes. Okay. Okay, so between 2000, 2000 and 2009? No, oh, let me get the date. Oh, okay. No, 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 no uh, because then you're going to you're gonna really let me... Yeah, you can get right down to IMDb well, and go, oh! Yeah, up to I mean, 2009, is, is it, yes. Is it, it Saw? It, no. Um, 
Is this a movie that the 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 uh, it, it has a single big bad? Yes. Mm, is this a? If you said if, if, if does this big bad just have a name that we would just be like, oh yeah, like Freddy or Jason or something like that? No. Mmm. Mm, 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 teeth. Two thousands. Damn it. Oh, see, now this is challenging. This is great. This is more than I had ever imagined for the shared universe. Oh, boy. Is this an American-made film? Yes. Is... Uh, well, it's mixed. It, it, uh, okay. Yeah, it, it's American and another country. All right, so... Uh, would you classify this as supernatural horror, the film? Yes. Or don't slasher? Be, please don't very be human. Please don't be very su- super, human very centipede. Please don't be su- human centipede. <laughs> no, no. Well, they didn't take out any teeth in that that I can remember. They put I went, no, I was else. smart and I didn't watch it. <laughs> I'm showing it 2006, hon. Not 2009. No, no, I said between 2000 and 2009. He does the, the, the thing. There's the a spoiler so for you. Sorry, my is bad. The, <laughs> is the big bad male or female? Uh, female. Is it the ring? No. No. All right. Is it... And Miles um, is looking at the wrong movie, so... <laughs> oh. Ha! Oh. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can give you one uh, really big hint. All right, give us a really big hint. The teeth are not adult teeth. Baby teeth. Little the children's, children's teeth. teeth. Oh, the tooth fairy? That's the villain. That's the villain? I don't think I've ever seen the movie. The, okay. uh, Adam, it, it's up to you at this point. I, I got nothing. Okay, I, I'll just just so we uh, don't take up too much time, I'll give you the name of it. It's called Darkness Falls. It's about a woman oh. that was killed because people thought she was killing children, and she comes back as a vengeful spirit, posing as a tooth fairy, a, a tooth fairy-like spirit, and she goes around and think, kills children. Yes. I think Susan might have seen that before, so I think yeah. I, she I, she told me about that a little bit. Very good, very good. So yeah, I like that cabin in the woods. Little clues laying around. Look at you, mm-hmm. rogue D- DM. <laughs> I thought you'd like that, and it, w- it all fits in that one universe so well because you pick up the item, and that's the thing that starts going around, you know, killing I people thought... for the sacrifice for the gods. So, could there also be a book uh, bound in human flesh and written in blood of red? <laughs> Very easily, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anything like Very that. Very nice. Any any iconic thing from those creatures, and I tried to mix up the supernatural energy entities too. You know, I had a yeah. deep talker, you know, a, a, a vengeful yeah. witch spirit. You know, I had the, the, the real human terror of Carrie, you know, being, you know, telekinetic and all. And, and then the fog, yeah. the vengeful pirates. I mean, not pirates, vengeful, vengeful spirits. So, yes. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So, Miles, you, liked it. Got a, 
Yeah, that's that's excellent. Uh, Miles, you said you had another one for I guess yes, the Maya, or do you uh, want to do yours last? Yeah, no, I'll do it. That's fine. It, it's uh, my second list has to do in a universe or uh, uh, the 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 same universe that all share about man's goal to obtain um, slaves or servants or. Uh, something to serve them or you know it, it, the first movie kind of eh, but it starts off with um, Frankenstein and yes I understand Frankenstein was about to be defeating death or trying to, to Ooh, obtain that's immortality yeah, that's a good one but from there my next uh, movie is Westworld oh brilliant and, uh, and and then it proceeds pretty quickly from there to the Terminator, naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, thank you, Sarah Connors, for saving us. Great. So the timeline continues in a non-spoiled way to iRobot with um, uh, Smith. Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith. And the final movie is, I've got the initials. Oh, Blade Runner. <laughs> ah, See, now, that's great, because uh, 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 when I was saying brilliant there, is because I'm like, oh, man, this would have fit into mine. I can't believe I didn't think of Frankenstein from mine. But this is great. This is great. Uh, I love that. That, that that's, that's really good. Thank uh, you. Uh, so, all right, so mine is Supernatural Super Science Universe. All right? And I, I really wish I, I would have tacked on Frankenstein at the beginning of this because Frankenstein would have been the well, actually, Frank. I think Frankenstein. Mm, I don't know. Would have been right before or right after the the one that I have uh, picked first. Well, actually, before I think. Um, so it, we start off real supernatural. Frankenstein would have been perfect to put right before this, but um, the witch from 2015. Is that, have you guys seen that one? That I have. Michelle, I, have a, have. I know you like this. Such, such a good horror film. Such a good horror film. Oh, um, it, is that yeah, with uh, who? The, who are the actors in it? Uh, I don't have it. Uh, the the web page up in front of me. Um, oh no! Wait, I was thinking uh, of um, what's his name? What's it? The guy. Oh from, yes. Uh, the witch. I have seen that. Yes. A, yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. I'm thinking the witch hunter. <clears throat> Sorry. With uh, what's his name? But no. No. D- Vin Diesel. This is no. This is a very morose, very grounded, creepy story, where basically right out of the gates you get to see the witch. Yeah. Okay. And then from there, it's it's kind of a Salem Salem witch kind of um, kind of thing. So all right. So then you know I know that this might seem a little disjointed. But the next film is uh, Dark City. Okay. From 1998. All right. Now, th- this this takes place... I don't want to spoil the end for anything, but um, it takes place in what appears to be um, a World War II-era city uh, where people's lives seem to be uh, manipulated by external forces maybe gods, like the gods used to screw with people back in the day. Um, and then, um, uh, from there, 
we jump ahead to uh, 1980s Altered States. This is all chronological viewing, by the way. Okay. So altered altered states where you know it's John Hurt uh, or uh, John Hurt or no William William Hurt. Yeah, William, William Hurt. I'm William. sorry, William. I screw yeah, those up. Yeah. Yeah, William Hurt in altered states where it's all about like you know tapping into uh, you know uh, subconscious and almost mystic forces. Uh, you know, I always view that kind of thing as being almost like you know extra you know supernatural slash extraterrestrial kind of powers you know and uh then we get get uh, grounded a little bit more to even more physical in super science with 1982's version of the thing all right yes so then we go to and i added a couple movies to this my apologies then uh, we go to 2010 with uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, which is this movie is the culmination of, uh, it, 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 again, supernatural and super science. This is the movie in the middle of, of everything that is telling you that there is a deep connection between uh, the supernatural and the extraterrestrial, uh, or you know, again, super science—you know, things beyond our understanding, mind expansion, uh, what have you. Mm-hmm. Then from from there, um, 2013's Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. Aha! Very good choice. So oh. we, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, and um, so that is absolutely, uh, and I'm I'm scratching out one of the other ones because I don't. You, think you that considered really you considered Under the Skin supernatural and not alien. Uh, no, 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 uh, not at all. I, I I considered it alien, but okay. what I'm saying I'm saying is the supernatural comes from the alien. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That that's what I'm saying. It's like tapping into you know altered states, uh, you know, uh, mind expansion and concepts that are beyond man, that actually don't necessarily come from man, but come from aliens that are gods. Um, and also, uh, I if if we a throwaway to go in between be, beyond the black rainbow and under the skin is 2001: A Space Odyssey. I'm not going to go too heavy into that. We all understand that one. Yeah. But it all culminates to 2012's Prometheus. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we have the ancient aliens who came to Earth, possibly. Uh, a lot of people are saying that the aliens did not come to Earth in the beginning of Prometheus. But I say they did in my shared universe. And the black goo is the answer to everything. And if you look at uh, the Beyond the Black Rainbow, there's black goo in Beyond the Black Rainbow. You look at uh, Under the Skin, there is a very black goo-looking version of uh, Scarlett Johansson in that movie. And uh, if we go to The Witch, there is um, Black Jeffrey, who is the uh, antagonist. We look at Dark City, we see uh, forces that are manipulating, and again, I don't want to ruin Dark City in case nobody's ever seen it, because it has one of the best twist endings of any movie I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, so there you go, that's that's my 
um, supernatural, super science Whoa. shared universe. You could watch those all in a row, and I think you would be like, yeah, I can see where he's coming from. There you go. Whoa. Yep. I pushed it right to the bottom of the hour there, Hebert. What did you think? <laughs> I, I liked it. It was, it was a solid concept. I, you know, like, So that's why I usually do, you know, I use the concept to build, you know, and that seems that, that works for you as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's. I think where anybody's going to start from this. I think it's where we all started, and and I also want to say right now, um, I'm going to st- for this. Your favorite version of Frankenstein for the to start it off. So thank you, Miles, for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I, uh, Prometheus, I like Michelle. Prometheus I like- is ultimately. Well, oh, Prometheus, you know, the, Frankenstein is the story of Prometheus, stealing fire from the gods. So if it begins with Frankenstein and ends with Prometheus, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a reason why the subtitle of the book was The Modern <laughs> Prometheus. Modern yeah. Prometheus. See? There you go. But, but Miles, what were you saying? I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I, just like, I just like Michelle's uh, puzzle aspect of the list. Oh, uh, that's uh, great. That's brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe she'll come up with more. You know, uh, you know. Well, I would love to do this concept again, but you know, for fantasy film ball. Uh, and again, I just kept adding movies to it. And I couldn't <laughs> stop. That's and, uh, okay. That one's got black goo in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, not quite like that, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, because not all the movies have black goo in them. Right. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, there you go. That's what I got, Adam. All right, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Star Wars. So don't forget, we're opening the phone lines. What did you watch? Did you watch Last Jedi? What did you think? Do you agree with the choices? Uh, and three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six or three three zero Ken one goo. Oh, oh connection. Oh my. <laughs> And we also have to do. We also have to do our, our yearly playing of Tom Servo's A Child's Christmas in Space. This is true. It is. It is required. It's in my contract, which I didn't. I should. I really should have read completely before I signed. That was a stupid. Did you have idea. the Life Day song for this break to to make it even more Star Warsy. Uh, yes, actually, I should. The other. So there you go. You know, yes, we. I was. I, I was. I thought I was out of Christmas music, but hey, we'll do uh, the, the Life Day song, uh, which features, which features, of course, the dearly departed Carrie Fisher, who I miss. And somewhere she, if there is a heaven, she's just not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you tear up in the movie when you saw it? Saw her? Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I go. I went. I went in there knowing that this was it for her. You know that that that, that there was going to be no. That this was her last film, and uh, there were tears. Uh, so anyway, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. I won't argue that it was a no-holds-barred, adrenaline-fueled thrill ride, but there's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
this holiday is yours. But we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. No matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the Tree of Life. This is John Kendall from Mike Check Radio, reminding you and yours to have a very happy holiday season. And Santa, don't forget, Solomon Grundy want pants too. What? Solomon Grundy want pants too? This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And 
Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly, Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show. Every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show. Features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Yes, master philosopher, alchemist, and eternal love. Oh, Enough of that. We don't have time for your long-winded self-introductions. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. That's right. We don't have time, but we're going to still do it anyway. Joining me, as always, out of Port St. Lucie, Florida... Master Philosopher, Miles Ligon. Yes, and there is no mistake that can't be corrected. Like this uh, diplomat to Netherlands, he just apologized for his F up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Also joining us. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't see him apologize. Last I read, Pete Hoekstra was denying he said fake news. Like, dude, you said it five fucking minutes ago! All right. Anyway, also also joining us, uh, 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 philosopher Michelle Legon. I don't know so much about a philosopher, but I do like to ponder things. What are you pondering? What I'm pondering? Same thing every night. <laughs> and finally. Well. Anyway, <laughs> and finally, eternal love child Kenny Pick. Um, yes, I am the eternal love child, and I also want to say to the person who just sent me the message uh, on Facebook, who I never speak to, somebody named Larry Meyer, sent me a message, and it says, Very important, please read this and pass it on. Urgent news from Glen Eagles Hospital. Urgent Seven women have died after inhaling free perfume sample that was mailed to them. The product was poisonous, blah, 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 blah. And share this, blah, blah, blah. Went to Snopes, fact check. Women killed by perfume samples. False. Wow. Sorry, dummy. <clears throat> Fucking trying use to the internet. This. Yep. God. What, was he asking for a donation? No, I just fucking... Uh, no, he's just like, Oh, this is scary. Make sure the terrorists have new ideas. Yeah, oh, this is someone you actually know. This isn't some random person just sending it's you a somebody message. I'm, 
It's somebody I'm friends with on Facebook who doesn't okay. know shit from Shinola. I I, that's the thing. I have a lot of friends on Facebook that because of the show and my connection to sure. Stephanie Miller and Nicole Sandler and everything that I'm I don't know from Jack. So uh, yeah, I'm looking at his timeline right now and it's look like oh he won seven free games on Slot Mania. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, so. Or child powers in action. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. There. All right. So, uh, some movie we've never ever heard of came out last week. Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray might have a song uh, to set this up for us. Yes. 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 He does. Uh, but. Uh, <sighs> I really should import this stuff as you send it. I'm sorry, Kenny. I'm a mm. failure. Here we go. Uh, this uh, is the Nick Winter uh, Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. A Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask, did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars! Go scare it, Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars! Alright, there we go. So, yeah, The Last Jedi came out and uh you know i i was lucky i got to see it during the uh previews and i had the perfect seats i was like let me see here i was uh one row back from center one seat right of center so you know i that you know that that was a great seat uh and I'm gonna be honest. I really enjoyed the movie. I I hear the belly aching, and here's the thing: is that the people complaining about this one are the same ones who said about the Force Awakens, "Oh, it's too much like like the original Star Wars. It doesn't challenge fans. It doesn't do anything new." So n- now we have a Star Wars movie that challenges fans, that does something new, that takes considerable risks, and they complain. I, you know. Do do I agree with all the narrative choices? No. I see what the plan was. And I see they didn't change it when Carrie Fisher passed away. But I don't see what the plan is. I am still on board for episode 9. And let me tell you this. I was so happy that when when I saw Yoda as a force ghost, it was Puppet Yoda, not crappy CGI Yoda. Thank you, Disney. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to nine. I, I, with Carrie Fisher's death, 
it would not surprise me that because I'm I'm pretty sure they said they weren't going to CGI her. They like have they ruled that Rogue out. One. The, the Rogue so, One, Rogue One was done with her permission. She said it. yes. I, I'm okay with this. So, the the uh, what you can expect is that General Organa is going to be on some shuttle or ship or something somewhere says, yep, we're expecting her to arrive any minute now and blows up on the launch pad, gets shot out of the sky, something. I mean, there's like... I don't even... I don't... There's no survival. I don't even... I don't even think they're going to address it in... They're they're not going to show it. They'll they'll probably just mention it. It'll be in passing, and it'll just feed the idea that Poe is going to be stepping up to be a, uh, a, a, a an even greater leader for okay. the rebels. I can see that. I think there's going to be a bit of a time jump, and they're going to say, "Yeah, there was, you know, the the transport axe ambush or something like that 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 happened." Um, because they're in a real bad fucking place right now. The, oh, you know, I agree. Yeah. Uh, something's got to change, you know. But the. Uh, the ending, man! I didn't see that stuff coming. Oh my Shit. god! I didn't see. Woo. Yeah, I, I will. And we we really, really, really need to tell people right now. There, we've already kind of spoiled one big thing, right? Uh, a couple big things, right? Yes, now. there are. Sp- there will be spoilers. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of spoilers. Uh, it, 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 and we'll go as deep as we can. But um, one thing uh, I want to say. Um, the, yeah, I, I think I mean, everybody the, knows Carrie Fisher's dead. I'm pretty clear on that. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I'm just saying because we already mentioned Yoda and everything. Um, well, yeah. Um, but uh, okay, first of all, I want to say uh, Luke Skywalker drinks green milk like a boss. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the best fucking scene in that whole movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was I, so okay. cool. I've already told Michelle this, and, and, and I'm right on board with you on that. I want to ask when uh, our, our little chat with uh, Mr. Field the Sang comes up, what everyone's favorite awkward moment was, because that one's mine. Oh, uh, yes. uh, you know, the, I, I'm not going to say anything because it'd be spoilery, and we'll wait for the event, but, you know, think of your favorite awkward moment of... Uh, yeah. I don't think that I don't think of that as an awkward moment. I think of that I'm, is Luke Luke looking at Ray and is like, "This is my life, okay?" Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm thinking of how uncomfortable Ray was in that moment. So I'm okay. Yeah, I can understand. I can, okay, gotcha. So, <laughs> oh, that was so brilliant. Um, okay, so I really love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody right now what my biggest beef was. Uh, well, actually, no. Before I do that, I want to say uh, because Adam and I we had a big discussion about where the film is gonna go with the narrative to the next one, and this might be an unpopular theory, but I think the narrative of the the current films in this current trilogy is going to be a mirror of what happened in the prequels not of the original trilogy i you know i i yeah sorry because i think this is gonna be a grand setup for a truly triumphant trilogy of the following generation because if you look at where the rebellion is and i'm just calling them the rebellion instead of the resistance or whatever because that's what you know rebel scum you know you you've always been scum Rebel scum. <laughs> I love that. That was a great moment. Of course, uh, Captain Phasma had the same fate as Boba Fett, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
But, uh, you know, uh, I, I really think that I don't think, you know, it's not, oh, it always gets darkest before the dawn in this movie. I think things are going to get really, really bleak in the next film. And um, and then we're set up for the, you know, the next, you know, bright, sunshiny day dan- dancing Ewoks in the last movie uh, of the next trilogy. Um I'm, I have a thought. Now, All right. Disney shelled out $4 billion to Mr. Lucas for this, for everything yeah. Star Wars, right? So they are going to, uh, I'm using the term, I'll use the term milk, <laughs> milk everything they can. Green milk. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, they've already, I mean, Rogue One, loved it. Um, I'm, I know there's plans for a Han Solo movie. I think they're talking Boba Fett and maybe even a Greedo. I don't know, but uh, probably not. Nah, I don't think Greedo. But you know, there's a lot that they, the Star Wars. I mean, Galaxy. There's so much potential. Uh, here's my thought: that with the four billion expenditure, that they're not get Disney's not going to be satisfied with just a trilogy. I, I don't know that they're going to just end it on the next movie after I don't think the, no they're, they're, they've already said there's another trilogy following this one yes oh, oh, with Ryan not. Johnson directing yeah yeah oh, oh, the, 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 the fourth trilogy there's someone already yeah. set, set up for the oh well there you go that shows you yes. how much I have been keeping up on the news <laughs> wait a minute okay. so and, and uh <laughs> I gotta say, I had to laugh. I, I, I laughed out loud. Uh, I don't think Susan quite got what I was laughing at, but when Luke mentioned a laser sword in the movie... <laughs> oh my god! I know! Oh, I, I was... Total redemption was... for Michelle. Total redemption yes. for Michelle. <laughs> I, I, when he said that, I, went, I turned right to Michelle and he said, he said you know, I was like, because <laughs> I was giddy. Well, yeah, and uh, we should I, I, we should we should play it real quick uh, because I, I think the uh, uh, Adam, are you okay with that? If, if play uh, what? I play the promo. Oh yes, promo. yes, yes, uh, the yes. Laser, the laser sword promo. Oh man, I can't remember which one it is. Oh, let me see. I think it's this one. Let me see. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and dungeon master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and galaxy master of Mike Check Radio. You know. A Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you play the laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday no, from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern <laughs> to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Luke Skywalker called him a mother-loving laser sword, so there it is. <laughs> I, I was giddy. I mean, I... I when, when when he said that, I was so giddy. I I was just like, cause I I, I got when did we when did I write those? It was like a, a uh, like half a year ago. Uh, mm, yeah, around maybe four, five, six months ago, something like that. Yeah, it, it was yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was like, I'm like, I'm a, I I tried to think what could Michelle say that would make fun of me, you know, or make fun of Star Wars, you know, and I and I came up with laser swords, and I was like, whoop. In, in you go, and uh, yeah, I uh, yeah. loved it, loved it. So, so um, 
I guess, again, super spoilery. Adam, I'm curious about your thoughts after it looks like... Uh, I mean, because, seriously, th this isn't going to go the way you think it's going, mm. you know, uh, to go or whatever. When um, the, uh, the First Order... You know, shot uh, shot up the bridge that Leia was on, that General Organa was on. Mm -hmm. She's dead, and we're like, "Oh, that's how she dies." They, they duped me on that. That. that that was my initial thought, but see, and, and here again, spoilers. I think the whole Big point spoilers. of of the scene where she saves herself was to establish that even with the minimum amount of training she's had from Luke, she is still an extremely powerful individual. And I think they were setting her up, well, you know, before Carrie Fish passed away, they were setting her up her up to fill in for Luke as a mentor to Rey. No, and I, I disagree. I think that that scene was to show, and it was, it was kind of a, a setup, for what Luke was talking about, about the Force and how it's not just about Jedi's and Sith or anything like that, that it's it, all you have to do is reach out and be part of it. It's all it's within us all. And of course, we already knew that you know Leia was you know Force sensitive to a certain degree, uh, but it, 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 I think it, it went to the fact went to the point that was talked about later in the film that. Hey, look, the Jedi's don't own the Force. It's something that's here. You don't have to have Jedi training. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be in tune, you know? Yes. Well, uh, but, uh, uh, you know... Sorry, go on, Miles. No, just uh, there's just one scene. It's not tag... I mean, it's a little spoilery, but there's a scene that Michelle and I watched, and Michelle and I are just like, are you serious? They're bringing that into the Star Wars galaxy? I mean, it was just a comment made by uh, what's her name, Admiral Hodo or Hodor or whatever. Hodo, uh, you know, Lord, er Lord Ern's character, Hodor. Yes. Yeah. Hodo, Hodo. You know, where, where she she wished, uh, you know, the the people to be safe or you know, that kind of thing. But there was a yeah, yeah. specific thing mentioned. Word. Yeah. <sighs> and we, oh, we were just come like, really? on! Oh, geez, it's a minor thing. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Uh, it should not have been there, though. It just felt so wrong to fit in the movie at that point. I, it just—it felt wrong. Like I said, I disagree with some stuff. Here's the thing: the fact that this movie is so polarizing, I think, is an indication of how good it is. It, it's getting us to talk about what it means, what how we interpret it, what we think. That's a good thing. But I will say there are some disagreements that I think I—I I really think they made a mistake in killing off Admiral Holdo's character. I think that I think Laura Dern's character But that was glorious how it happened. Oh no, it was how it happened. It was a brilliant it was I knew what I knew what was happening. Uh you know, I was like, "Oh shit." No. Light speed motherfucking kamikaze. And when when that happened, I I was ready for it. But the execution of it was stunning because that was the first time you never heard sound in space on Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is that I think uh, Laura, Laura Dern is an amazing actress, and I really enjoyed her character. And I think she would have been the, you know, 
if the character had passed, hadn't been killed, although, like I said, glorious death, I'm not gonna, I'm like, <laughs> Plasma! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I really enjoyed the character, and she would have been the perfect leader for the Resistance with General Organa gone. I get what they're doing, which is, po- the, most of this movie is, is about Poe maturing and seeing what true leadership is. Yeah. And, and and the thing yeah. is that the reason why the reason why Admiral Holder doesn't take him seriously is he's just a flyboy. He's an he's an impulsive flyboy, you know. And yeah. she doesn't, you know. And I, I think her sacrificing herself is going to be a turning point in his character. I, I can see the character growth that you're talking yes. about. Yeah. You know. So that was one one of the things. Um, I will also say that I can tell you this right now. You you Ray Finchipper is not going to happen. Who? What's what? Say it again. The the Ray Finn shippers. Because oh. what Ray, what oh. does Ray, what does Ray want most of all? She wants a family. She's not looking yeah. for romantic love. She wants you know she the whole thing. Her family. She, well, but but she, I think part of the next movie is going to be her realizing she doesn't need her family. She has one. Yeah. 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 That, that that's that's a very good point. And, you know, I, I just want to say this real quick. Kylo Ren could have been lying about Ray's parents in this movie, but he probably wasn't because how many female characters were in the, the original Star Wars trilogy? Yeah. Just, there was just the one. <laughs> you know, how many how many moms could there possibly be out there? Uh, you know? <laughs> uh, well, there, there was Aunt Baru. Uh, oh, that's and... right. I forgot about Baru. Yeah, but she didn't last the, very long. Uh, no, didn't last long. <laughs> no, 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 Jabba's, no, I know that. Jabba's slave girl. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so I, I really think that was kind of a, a very um, poignant and important part of the film. If it is true that Ray is just, you know what? Hey, your parents were nobody. They, it doesn't matter who they were. They, it wasn't Obi-Wan Kenobi and some... You know, uh, uh, and I, you know, I like that Jedi. idea. I but do too. Yeah, I like the I like the idea too because again, going back to my point about Leia, you know, and using the Force is you don't have to be special. You don't have to be the legendary Skywalker like Luke said. You know, you can be anybody and use the Force. You know, as long you as can, you're you can, open you know, to it. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, it's, you know, and... You still have to be born Force-sensitive. Yes, of course. And and if you have a a Porg-rich diet uh, to boost your... (laughs) 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 I'm saying right now, I've I've never heard anybody else tell that joke, so that is all mine right there. (laughs) Hey, pork filet, you know, that's, that's a restaurant I could get behind. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's funny too because I, I, you know, I honestly made that joke about porgs, and then I went and saw the movie. And was like, oh my god, porgs are food. <laughs> I just, Sorry. I just don't understand the the hate of porgs. I mean, okay, I just wish you could. St- I I just wish you you knew what hate was because I don't hate them. I just could can find no use for them, other than it, as a food source. Hold on. Yoda has something to say. Excuse me for a second. Yes, Master. Apathy is the fear to the dark side. 
There you go. That's my one voice, folks! My one voice! I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I how long it. how long did I spend working on that cane? How long have I been working on my Yoda? It's been like almost ten years. Long time you have. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, like I said, I I think that the movie was made to challenge Star Wars fans. With the Luke Skywalker we see in this film is bitter and broken. Because he, in a split second, he made a stupid choice, and I think the I think another bad decision was this idea that Ben Solo needed a master. Maybe what he needed was an uncle. Yes. Or father. Or, or a mother. Fa- or a mother. I and, and you know so I mean Luke is a human being. Oh my God, that's just terrible. He he yes he yeah. made he made a stupid choice, and that choice had severe consequences but when you look when you see exactly what happened you understand why he shut himself off he blames himself yeah. for what's going on he sure. thinks it's all and his again, fault when, when when he talks about you know I, I i'm paraphrasing because i don't remember exactly how he said it but you know the legendary skywalker bloodline or whatever um it, he wasn't saying that like you know it was a good thing it's like they they took upon all the burdens of the universe. The Skywalkers and Solos took upon all the burdens to to make sure that they continued the bloodline and it was perfect and they would be the next wave of Jedi's and everything. And it's like, no, it doesn't really work that way. The the you know the universe can't be run by you know run by a monarchy. You know the the there are other people who matter in the grand scheme of things, and that's where you know. It comes down to Ray being like, you know, she's special without having to be of some kind of special lineage, you know? Yep. Yeah. So. I can see that. Now, how about that chase scene? Oh, my God! And I will say that was one of the issues oh, I had I with it. that so much. The biggest thing, it's like, really? The First Order just can't, like, go blow him up? Oh my God! The slow, the the slow motion speed, you know, or, or uh, chase scene, that was so ridiculous. That was so dumb. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have mm. nothing good to say about it. The Casino Planet thing, DJ, and all that stuff that was so rushed with the uh, Del Toro's character. I mean, it, it, all of that, you know, uh, I mean, it wasn't, oh, uh, you know, seriously, it shouldn't have been called Star Wars. It should have been called Star Slow Speed Chase. Uh, like I said, and that's, like I said, that's one of the weak points of the film, and I will admit it. Um, so, I mean, there are valid criticisms to have, just like, just like the idea of, you know, of uh, a new of the force awakens being you know there were some valid criticisms about being very you know uh fairly close to the original star wars <laughs> but the reason but the the point of that was disney disney needed to get the fans on their side so they create what they they looked at all the stuff you know okay this is what we think star wars is here's a, here's a quintessential star wars movie boom and they complained because it was too much like the original Star Wars. Then they're given something new that challenges them, and they get pissed. I mean, you literally can't win. All they, 
All they had to do was keep doing the light speed jumps. And then, you know, uh, you know, it, it could have worked perfectly if they just kept doing the light speed jumps and then they kept tracking them and they're like, yeah, but that slow speed chase made zero sense. Because really, the you know, oh, well, they're just backing up in reverse just fast enough that we can't catch them. Okay, <laughs> really? well, let's go, let's go that to the... That makes to, to, no sense. Like I said, here's why we're done. This is my, this would be like my, if I, my cut would be cut that that sequence down and use that time to expand the octo sequence and the crate sequence mm. the, and i will say this so, i like i like the justin thoreau cameo by the way that was fun because I, I like started elbow and susan like look it's your boy it's your boy justin thoreau <laughs> but so. I, I will say i like i like the fact that they had the crystal foxes actually play a part in the plot yeah, yeah, that was cool. You know, they weren't just cute window dressing, uh, r- dressing, dressing. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the sequence on crate. Um, and, and you know, I did, I did call and say it was a salt. You know, remember we we thought it was originally another Hoth. I said, well, you know, now that I think about it, it looks like a salt flat to me. So yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. We we talked about that a bit, but. Anyway, right. um, I, I'd like to hear what Miles. I know we only we're, we're no no no. That's, I, I'd rather gonna... say because th- there is so much to talk about, and well, I, I there is still more. We are going to. I mean, uh, there is no way John Fuglesang is going to stay with us for as long as we can talk about this movie. So oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll bow out before we we are done talking about. He's it. like, all right, sure. I got to get away from these nerds. <laughs> I, I just gotta ask both Michelle and Miles, though. I mean, that that the the ch- slow speed chase, Michelle. What did you think of that? It seemed a lot like filler to me. Yeah, as the only thing that probably bothered me about it. But yeah, I can see its place. But to me, yeah, just it felt a little yeah drawn out. <laughs> yeah, Miles. As a a game master, I am a storyteller, and I can understand the way that when you're trying to tell a story, you want to try and make things plausible. You want to try and throw something out there that that people aren't just going to immediately pick apart and go, that's bullshit. So as far as the slow speed chase, like why wouldn't the Empire send a Star Destroyer, hyperspace it three seconds ahead, and come at them from the other direction and and nip this fight in the bud? You know, there's, you know... Uh, because yeah, they're arrogant, that. they think they've won. They're the fucking oh, empire. No, that's, that's, they that's have lame. One. That's a lame excuse. No. But yeah, I mean, the, uh, uh, all the embarrassing things of going back to Snoke, like uh, they got away again. Like oh boy, you know. So you know, <laughs> it's it's. What are we gonna do, boss? Yeah. So it, I I I hear what you're saying. They throw Tie Fighters away like they're chicklets. I mean, really, just send the the, the tie the tie bomber squadrons. Why aren't they going out there beating the crap out of oh. those capital ships? They okay, would eat them alive. But anyway, uh, look, I understand uh, the deep telling the story. Like I, I like I, uh, sorry, Michelle, go on. Well, let Michelle I, chime in on the slow speed chase. Well, no, I already chimed. I already pretty much chimed in oh. on that. I just oh, wanted to sorry. throw something real quick before before we get out. Uh, the uh, the. <laughs> Vivian is a captain. I was so blown away by that. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Vivian from the Young Ones. 
Uh, of course, the the guy who's uh, famous for saying, um, "Oh man, where is it? Uh, the, the you're a complete bastard, and we all hate you." Yes. Because uh, you're a complete bastard, and we all hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recognize this. Like a captain on one of the ships that got killed, or something. Uh, an imperial captain, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You're a complete bastard, and we all hate you. It was Peavy. Uh, yes. Captain Peavy, I think. Okay. Uh, he was the guy on the ship in the beginning, the the General Hugs. Uh, <laughs> that was such. I I gotta say that was such a great scene. That was. I it mean, was, I did not expect that funny of an opening. Scene, I know, and, and you know, you feel kind of bad for Hux because you know, if you read a lot of the background material, he's the reason why the First Order exists. I mean, he's the guy behind the military, and he just keeps getting the shaft. I mean, but that, that was such a that was such a brilliant setup. It's like uh, I'm holding for General Hugs. C- can he hear me? I mean, um, Hux. <laughs> but uh, I will say. I was, like I said, I was disappointed that Admiral Holdo was killed, and really, Phasma, nothing. I mean, uh, I mean, that was the, the Sarlacc pit death for Boba Fett, really. Yeah, it was very uh, anticlimactic. It was very yeah, anticlimactic. Yeah, I wasn't too yeah, happy with that. I a want small chance. Maybe she landed in an escape pod bay when she fell. It's, I mean, yeah. you know, well, She's she did. Death. You just see her falling. And I, yeah, I get that, but, you know, I, until I, I see otherwise, I just, you know, what a way to waste such a fantastic actress like Gwendolyn Christie. I mean, I, if I were here, I'd be, I, I'd be I, honestly I, kind of offended. Well, you know, they, she was she was kind of doomed from the start with that chrome armor. <laughs> it made her look like a Cylon. The, the blaster-proof armor? Yes. <laughs> I, I will say this. I, I I thought the fight between her and Finn was good. I would like to see a bit more. I would like to see more of that in the next one. I want to see cuz I mean they're they're basically set up as as you know as mirrors of each other. And I I I want to see a longer, more drawn out fight where it's, you know, I mean it, it's more up to question. I mean, but no, that was I thought the fight was a good sequence. I just thought the end of it was not that great. In that armor, she's literally a mirror. <laughs> but shall, shall we save some of this for for Fugelsang? Because it's well, I mean, I, I mean, we're just going to be talking about the same stuff over and over again. Just yeah. To, or well, I mean, you know, I I don't mind. You know, I like I said, I enjoyed the movie. I, I'm not saying. I did too. I'm not saying. Oh my God! You cannot question a Star Wars movie, you bastards. All I'm saying is that. The fact that it made some some creative, de- cre- you know, some decisions in terms of narrative that I disagree with doesn't make it the the total shitberg that the hardcore fan base is, is claiming it is. The hard cut. All right, there's going to be a certain percentage of people that embrace drama. They want the con- controversy, and so they whine. Screw them. Ignore them. Whatever. <sighs> You know, if you don't like it, tell you what, save your money. And just don't, don't go, go back. It. Just don't go back. I mean, exactly. Shut Why do you have to shut your you flap know. and quit whining? Lord, you know, don't. I wouldn't even give them the light of day. Whatever. All right, real quickly though, before before we start uh, shutting down, and of course we still have to play a child's Christmas in space. We'll do that before we go. Oh my but yes. What, what did you guys think of Rose as a character? I enjoyed the character. 
I liked her. I thought we saw some good. Oh, I so, like. I liked her yeah. a lot. You know. Yeah. You know, I, I. You know, I don't know what her future is, but okay. I th- I thought the kiss with Finn was kind of out of left field, but I mean, I think a lot of that is the weakness of the of the you know of having a fixed time. You know, um, uh, I, I. You know, I I heard a lot of people complaining about the the chemistry between Finn and Rose uh, in the movie, but. I honestly kind of felt like there was some chemistry there, you know. Uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe that kind of came out of left field, the kiss. But that's kind of how kisses happen. Well, and I'm not. I, I mean, I'm. I'm. I. I. I I'm not complaining I about it. I planned my first kiss. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying. With new relationships, kind of kisses kind of come out of left field. But the chemistry I thought was there from the beginning. You know, even the, the, the kind of, you know, the, oh, I stunned you. I found out what you were doing, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I felt that it worked. I, I, I don't buy the criticism that the there wasn't chemistry there. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not saying there wasn't chemistry. I'm just, I'm just saying that no, I think. No, I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying I read that elsewhere. Right. Yeah. I'm, my point is that I think that part of the weakness with that relationship, you know, with the portrayals, is just the three plot, the three arc, you know three-act structure and time constraints. Yeah. Well, I think it's also kind of that that's the thing is that set up some ambiguity about the relationship between uh, uh, Rose, uh, I'm sorry, Ray and Finn, and also the movie set up a little ambiguity about, uh, and, and some worrisome ambiguity about the future of Kylo Ren and uh, Ray. I, I, I will say a sorry. little bit of awkward sexual tension there when he appeared on Force Book. When without his shirt on, he's like, "Can't can't you drape yourself with something?" <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Well, I don't see Finn and Ray being romantically involved with each other. I think it's going to be more of a brother sister relationship, which is what Ray needs. She wants a I, family. I disagree. I think that's a red herring. I think the whole thing with Rose uh, might be a red herring, and the thing with uh, Ray and Kylo Ren is a red herring. I think it's all meant to just throw it up in the air and see where the confetti lands for the next one. So, uh, I, all right. I, well, yeah. I, yes. I have a, I have a really odd thought. I think of all, I think some of these people who are complaining about the movie, blah blah blah, but the story didn't go the way they wanted to, blah blah blah. I think they're just frustrated because their fanfic is never going to come true now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, screw them. There you go. <laughs> no, I have a really great story where Finn ends up with C three PO. Oh hey. <laughs> but Proposition Infinity because. It, it doesn't work out because Finn keeps cutting his tongue on C three PO's mouth slot. <laughs> all right all right let's get to this because we are already way over but i've enjoyed the discussion so way way over every christmas every christmas uh we on this program play one of what is probably one of my favorite mystery sites other than the uh the uh, well the stuffing versus potato bit which we always, which we play a lot you know especially thanksgiving every thanksgiving yeah. uh is uh a child's christmas oh shit is a child's christmas in space by a, which is by uh tom servo 
voiced brilliantly by Kevin Murphy. Um, so, uh, here we go. A Child's Christmas in Space. It's quiet in the cold of our own little orbit, starless and Bible black. And as I look down on the big blue bean we would call home, I think it's so near, yet... Oh, I wish on that star, and I hope that in a little snow-covered house with a warm hearth and a loving family, maybe some kid is looking up tonight and wishing upon us. Oh, and how I hope sweet Santa will fly by tonight, because if he does, I'm going to reach right out and hug that big guy. Oh, for the sound of hooves against the steel hull of the ship. Oh, to see the rosy face of Santa in the portal offering me a Coke and a smile. Of course, his face would be rosy because it's a vacuum out there. I mean, Santa's heart would explode, but he won't feel it because his capillaries in his brain would pop like little firecrackers due to the blood boiling away in his face like a pudding in a copper. Oh, the humanity! Oh, his jolly old valley would start bubbling like a roasted marshmallow, eyes closing and popping up. And the reindeer, oh, the reindeer! He's floating like holiday floats in their turn, exploding in a hail of blood and nitrous. Perhaps it's boom! That's a tall all right there that there you go everyone happy holidays you now have the mental image of santa's reindeer exploding in a hail of blood and entrails i love it yeah <laughs> one lonely red nose drifting into the earth's atmosphere burning on her <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wow! I just love how it starts out sweet, and oh, I hope maybe a kid is wishing on us. And he just, you know, he just goes way down to Wonderland. Sure. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, there let's we go. Wrap a, child, it up. a child's Christmas. Tree. Yes, let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, so Midnight Sun tonight is going to be free form request, whatever you want to hear. Next weekend will be the best of 2017, which will be my picks from anime, games, etc., etc., from 2017. And then I'm going to double check with Wes, but I'm pretty sure he has he, he's not doing anything on New Year's Eve, so I may be doing some DJing New Year's Eve. We'll see what happens with that, but well, that's not official until I clear it with Karskadden. Uh, so, yeah. No show next Saturday? I thought we were doing a show. I'm not going to oh, be... I, I'm I, sorry. I, I'm off. I, I'm off Saturday. I'm good. All right. I'm good too. I was I'm good. in. Yep. All right. There we go. There will be a show next Saturday. Hopefully, the world won't be destroyed by Schittler. Crossing mm. so, my fingers. So there we go. Uh, and that's about uh, it, I think. Uh, the new season of Critical Role starts on January 11th, Michelle, for your edification. Yes. So there, there is that. Uh, anyway, parting shots. Uh, Michelle, why don't you start? I'm just going to pick um, a random person to put on the spot. Yeah, I, I really don't have much in the parting shots. Um, I know this time of the year is usually pretty rough for me, just just because. But um, I just want everybody to remember, um, you have people out there that love you, um, that care for you. Um, even if you feel alone, there's always going to be someone there that you can that, that you can reach out to. And... Just remember, it, it always gets darkest before the dawn, and, you know, things will get better. Don't know when, but they will get better. All right. 
not no, the next Star Wars our... movie. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's the holidays. You know, the, uh, a lot of driving's going to be happening as people go visit family and just be safe on the roads out there. Um, yeah. Be safe everywhere, no matter what you do. You know, if you, you're... Um, Pulling a uh, porg out of a fryer. Don't let its oil spill and catch things on fire. Just saying. Just, uh... Most house fires in a uh, galaxy far, far away are caused by uh, deep fried uh, porg. Deep fried pork fryers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, let, let, I'll, 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 really, my parting challenge is let's let's be safe out there. You know. All right. All right. Kenny Pick, what do you got for us on the way out? Uh, check out the post-Christmas edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick this Tuesday. Also, be sure to check out the Tim Carmel show this week. Um, you're going to want to download it before it airs on uh, Monday or Tuesday on the network. Uh, because Or Monday or Wednesday, I think. Um, because uh, Tim has put together a really fantastic show. Uh, I'm saying that because I'm part of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, no, he, he he reached out to a lot of folks because he couldn't do a live show, uh, so he did a pre-tape show, and, and people told their Christmas stories, whether they be funny, poignant, uh, or uh, you know, uh, um, just uh, whatever, whatever, uh, a good Christmas story. I told one uh, that uh, informed who I am as a man today. And in uh, uh, Joe uh, told a really funny one about a squirrel that outed his mother, uh, which is really funny. And I know there's a bunch of other stuff there. There's some best of cl- the clown car uh, that's going to happen. And uh, and yeah, and we're looking forward to hosting John Fugelsang for a follow-up Star Wars conversation. We could probably do like 24 hours of breaking down the Last Jedi. Uh, mm. And I think it'll happen over the next uh, few weeks. So, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and, of course, we're working on more features for uh, Mike Check Radio. Uh, we're working on, uh, what was the trifecta of terror or something like that? Yes. Uh, where uh, uh, Michelle uh, and John and myself will be recommending horror films. Of course, Adam's doing the... Uh, uh, Myth, uh, mythological? <laughs> uh, no, no, uh, myth illogical would be a Trump story. Um, uh, but no, uh, myth information or myth communication, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and lots of other features. It, it, Miles is working on some stuff. John's working on stuff. Michelle's working on stuff. And of course, Fantasy Film Ball is going to come back bigger, better, better than ever. Uh, so I'm excited about all that, and uh, I'm just going to shut up because um, you know, happy holidays, everybody. Oh, and one other thing, Mele Kaliki Maka, everybody. There you go. Okay. All right, everyone, that's it for us this week. We will be back next weekend for more Mike Check Radio. Have a great uh, Christmas, and uh, don't forget Midnight Sun tonight. We'll be back later. Bye. Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Disgusting worm. Push the button, Frank. Catch you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance.
Oh, <laughs> oh,